<laughs> All right, y'all. Welcome, 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 welcome yes. to hey. the Sound Flick Podcast. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah, yeah. This is episode 63. Two. 62. 62. Yay. Episode 62 with the guys. The boys. Yeah, man. Reporting here live from Productive Culture Studios. Um, yes. We are super excited Fun to, be, to here. be here. This is our. This uh, is probably, before you say it, this is probably our best set yet. I mean, I and I'm proud of it. Yeah, this is, is a very proud, proud moment right now with this set. Yeah, really, this is just really all of our, and we're going to aim for this at almost every episode now. Try to. Hey man, <laughs> now he's just setting us up. But yeah, you know, this is special. We wanted to make this special. It's going to be big. Yes, 2022 <laughs> is is going to be big. We wanted to make this special because we had an, an amazing year. Um, and this is our our last episode of 2021. What a way to end. Um, yeah, yeah, for real, very good way to end it. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be fun. Ending it, seeing one of the most highly anticipated movies of the year. Movie of the year. Um, we'll save that for later. You know, and we are also going to go over our coveted Flicky Awards. The Flickies, exactly, where we talk about all of the the movies yeah. and the categories that that um you know that just brought us through the year. And I have my wonderful co stars uh, with me. To my right is Skywalker Mike. You're and then to the front of me is hi guys. My name is uh, A Cine. He forgot. He of forgets the spell. his name. All the I time. don't forget. I just like who. Which Cine do I want to be today? Which me do I want to be? Which variant? So you're A Cine. Which which variant? Do which I variant? See, a, so A Cine is the. Uh, it's been a day. Okay. I'm still myself, but ah. like, it's been a day. Okay. You know? All right. Yeah. All right, you know, no, no problem, no problem. And you know, and, and this is your boy Norik. That's cool. Um, and we are going to be talking just about the year. We're going to be talking about Spider Man: No Way Home. Spider Man. Um, so many phrases and and things that have now come into our life, such as variants and the multiverse, and um, <sighs> you know, they're starting just to come through all kinds of all kinds of uh, just pop culture things. Yeah. Um, we have Funko Pops over here, yeah, um, courtesy dandy. of my man, Sincere, who brought us these gifts. Yeah, you know, uh, if you guys watch The Office, those are Dundies. I had to give my boys the Dundies for the uh, best co-stars ever. Year. So, shout out to y'all. Shout out to But also, uh, it, it's, this is the Flickies episode. So yeah, like, man. And why not celebrate with some awards? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, also, you know, the comics that you see on this table um, are brought to you by 3-Bit Games. 3-Bit Games. Um, so, shout out to 3-Bit. We got some mystery boxes, and these were the comics that came in the, in the mystery boxes. So, we got some really, really good stuff here. Um, so, for all your comic book needs, you know, hit yeah. up, hit up. Three games, big games, video trading games. cards. Yeah, yeah. Overall, trying to lose and to uh, lose the speaks at Smash and, three, and Tekken, stock, and yeah. you know, don't get three stock guys. I I got three stocked at the Common Ground in 2019. Mm. That's why you haven't played since, huh? I played since. I just don't talk about it. <laughs> you know, three stock will do that to you. Yeah. It happens, man. It does. Shout out Nicholas Gray. For um, sure. <clears throat> and we are also going to talk about a super cool thing that we did as a, as a group. Yeah. Which, wow. um, we'll probably know, start off just with that. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we had a pretty, pretty impactful 
um, weekend uh, with Spider-Man coming out. And uh, the three of us got together and we decided it would be super dope Which it was. for us to rent out a movie theater to watch Spider-Man Dang. No Way Home. Yeah. And, um, you know, for I've all of you that, that are listening, we, you yeah. know, it's, it's a first, it's a first, first for all of for us. Everything. Yeah. Um, for some of you that are listening, uh, some of you guys were there. Um, some of you who are listening who weren't there, I wish, wish you, you were there. You wish you were you there. Wish you because were there. it was super dope. You had to watch it with the public. Yeah, yeah. We, we watched it in private with the homies. Yeah. And, I, and I looked fans. to my left and so to my right and said, I know all these people. Yeah, it's great. You know, Can you that, say that? That's what happens Maybe. when you when you bond with your with your fans and with your friends and with your community. We had we had cupcakes. We had good Loved vibes. Ones. Yes, yeah. we celebrated we a sincere's birthday. Happy it was birthday, my birthday. Guys, I'm 25. I took some popcorn actually to go. Did you? Yeah, and I, I saw I saw a lot of people. I saw a lot of people take popcorn to go. Yeah, it's it it good. Honestly, I like the Harkins popcorn. Movie popcorn. Yeah, the boom. Can the you tell the popcorn. difference between AMC and Harkins? I can. Really? I can. Hmm. Yeah. Harkins actually like, does have a pretty distinct like salt I, taste to it. I like the Harkins popcorn over the AMC. Popcorn. I wonder if there's like a proprietary blend um, that each movie theater kind of goes so. for. I wouldn't doubt, but also salt blend, maybe? I'm sure there's a science behind it. Like I wouldn't doubt if like yeah, machines. The machines at a certain temperature. Do you mm-hmm. pre-season the machine? Mm-hmm. Do you throw stuff over the popcorn? Do you just mm-hmm. kind of like leave it in its natural state? But also, they have like the different mm-hmm. cheese, like they have cheese bars it's now at theaters. Yeah, they have the little cheese bars to try the different cheeses and mm-hmm. seasonings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they they have Harkins. They have like you can buy little cheese dust, and I never do that. But yeah. no, nah, that's that's too much for me. Like I like I, my yeah. popcorn. Like I like the, I like the classic yeah. popcorn. Uh, I'm a classic kind of guy. The cheat code I learned at Harkins is that if you get the large popcorn, mm-hmm. you get a free refill. So what you do is you buy it. And then just put it all in a box and then just ask them for the refill right up front. Mm. You never have to go back. Yeah, they just look at you like, look at you just gaming the no, system. No, you just send somebody else and they don't even know. No, nah, oh. they, they mark the bottom of the bag. They're smart. Yeah, but you send somebody else with the bag. No, you time. can ask them right yeah. up front of them and be like, hey, refill this. And they'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Do okay. it. That's I, pretty fast. But yeah, the experience was fun. Um, there were some good reactions. Uh, most of the people that had saw it with us. Had seen it already, including ourselves, because we could not wait. So I think what was really dope, which I don't think we really accounted on, was this movie sold out in seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They crashed the servers of every every AMC, every Harkins, every theater. I think we were able to secure the theater before tickets even went on sale, right? Yes. So we we secured the theater. So we, we secured the theater beforehand, right? But so we were we had very like minimal sales at first because mm-hmm. it was kind of like maybe a month ahead, right? And then tickets went on sale. Nobody was able to grab it. And then we posted that we had tickets, and people were like, "Run it!" Yeah. yeah. So shout out to y'all for coming with us. And, yeah. You know, it's not, it's not the last time we're gonna do it. I I do want to do it more often or similar uh, events. You know, of showing movies, whether mm-hmm. even if it's like a backyard type of showing or something, but uh, a movie theater showing was really cool because it's you know the screen is there the sound is there somebody else is present play you know the snacks are provided um it was just a really cool experience yeah i I loved um experience it with friends but also we we had already seen it before a private Mm -hmm. showing Mm -hmm. so we kind of already knew what to expect but i love reactions so looking around seeing when i kept looking at my girlfriend i mean well spoilers i mean the spoiler episode 
seeing when well you don't have to jump straight into okay into yeah it, well seeing, seeing then seeing certain seeing certain scenes and reactions yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. all around me like i'll sit in next to uh the homie king dice um and then my brother and his friends mm-hmm. and then just seeing them like all hype especially dice because we've had dice on the pod multiple times and yeah, you already know what a, what a critic he is yeah yeah so yeah man Nerds Unite. I'm proud Freaking of us. Dice. No, it yeah. was great. It was great. Cool. I mean, there was there was a lot of hype for this movie. It's been, you know, the 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 <clears throat> actors have been trying to keep the secrets, keep the things under wraps. I remember when they didn't even have a title for the movie as yet, <laughs> and we a... were all wondering what the title was going to be like. And it was this whole campaign about, you know, they were faking us out with the title yeah. and mm-hmm. and oh, what what might it be? And then they came out with this video that revealed the title and it was so it it was it was kind of set up to be this gigantic movie from from the get-go you know from the jump and uh i i can't wait to dive into whether it lived up to that hype or not uh with you guys and um and yeah this whole episode yeah uh, as far as movie talk is concerned is going to be dedicated to Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, guys, uh, buckle up because this is going to be a lengthy episode. I think yes. we kind of we kind of already know. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're really going to like focus on time or anything. We're just going to kind of talk, and then when we stop, we stop. Cool. Yeah, let's run it. Yeah, we will. So spoiler um, alert! Spoiler alert for sure. If you haven't seen it, leave right now. Well, don't leave. We'll pause it and then like you know come back. And yeah, check the, uh, check the timestamp for when you want to jump into the flickies, and you can do that. You could start from there. Mm-hmm. We'll do that. We'll do that for you on on YouTube. And um yeah, let's get into it. This this movie was pretty long. Two hours twenty-nine minutes. Two hours twenty-nine minutes. Actually, the original slated time was two hours and forty-nine minutes. But they took twenty minutes away from me? Yeah, yeah. But I think um, you know, I think we were talking we were talking about it a little <clears> bit <throat> before the before that we started recording. And there was just some things that couldn't be shown because it would have ruin certain reveals and right and you know certain fight scenes were probably taken out just because you know it's like okay this is cool but it's not really it felt like not not necessarily like well i feel like all the fight scenes were that were filmed were in the movie it didn't seem like that there was anything that shouldn't have been in there but but i feel like yeah i feel like they didn't pull any punches um but i think that there was some like momentum building right Mm -hmm. that they cut out, you know, I think that there was a lot of the movie um, in the beginning, you know, as far as uh, Peter's identity being revealed. Yeah. That he him having interactions with the public and, you know, just kind of like the time jump of like him getting his his letter, you yeah. know, like those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of that was probably filmed. Um, you know, there was um, v- uh, not video, but uh <clears throat> Tom Holland's little brother filmed some scenes yeah. that weren't in the movie. Um, mm, and there was... He's supposed to be a robber. Right? Um, there was somebody else. Um, I just read that there was like a, a, another... Oh, uh, the little girl who played Morgan Stark okay. actually oh, filmed yeah. some scenes for mm. Spider-Man and, was, and they cut her scenes as well. Mm. So I thought that that was really interesting. Um, I think that they just, there was so much that was probably filmed for this movie. I think that there was more filmed with, uh, with the two other variant Spider-Man. I think that there was more filmed with the villains mm-hmm. and their interaction with each other, not right. just with, with, with Peter. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they just had to cut it 
to kind of make this story work and it worked it worked yeah. so no, um, honestly john watts he did all three right all three spider-man movies uh i believe he so did. Did. i believe he did he, all he three. did the whole homecoming uh trilogy yeah the home trilogy yeah yep. no he he's amazing i mean to do something like you're trying to do it for the first time after it's been done twice already mm-hmm. and those other ones you know aren't they're good. There's plot holes. There's obviously from a different era. So especially the first one, Tobey Maguire, you know, special effects aren't what they are now. Mm-hmm. And then with the amazing Spider-Man, you ruined pretty much by the studio, just trying to be rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is just, it's almost perfect. I think, you know, from homecoming to no way home and then to, and then far, far from home and then no way home, you know, like that's, that's a feat to accomplish, especially, when the studio's like, here, can you do this movie that's been done twice? Oh, and we don't want it to be done like those other movies. Yeah. You know, can we get a round of applause for John Watts, that, man? That is, that is insane. Like, oh, this guy. Yeah, we need to add that one for sure. No, but this man. And he's he's kind of jumping ahead. He's going to do it again with Fantastic Four. You yes. know, they, they gave him another one where, like, yeah, it's been done twice before. But we want you to do it again differently i'm i'm definitely confident yeah i'm confident oh he was able to do it confident in his ability so when when we got that announcement trailer of all the marvel films that are coming within the next three years and we got the reveal of the fantastic four and then they announced who was doing it it's like okay yeah this is yeah this is the one yeah i mean he's done it with this like with spider-man and and it's and you know i feel like they're just gonna end up putting him in all the new york um you know superhero i I hope he does x-men to be honest, uh, I I would probably be a little burnt out um, if you he did so? X Men. I well might as well go for the the three P. Well, the, the thing nine, is, the the only P. reason why I say that the nine P. <laughs> the only reason why I say that is because I think X Men needs to tonally be different, right? Um, okay, so I can see that. with but Fantastic Four, I feel like could be the tone. I feel of like it fits Far From Home and tone. No Way Home, yeah. and and it, yeah, it would Fantastic work, Four like, definitely has that Homecoming feel. Mm-hmm. Home, like yeah. trilogy film, yeah, right. I think from that the comedic timing to how serious it can be mm-hmm. to like, okay, we here now, yeah, right. You yeah. know, and I think it can get dark, you know, because even far from home, there were moments where it got a little dark with with Mysterio and and things like that, and I feel like seeing Doom, like seeing him push the envelope, like what he did with uh, Goblin and with uh, Mysterio, right, makes me feel like okay. Doom is going to be even more than that, but I know where the restraint is going to be mm-hmm. from right. it, which I'm cool with. That's going to have to be balanced with how he makes I, the the Fantastic I think, Four. I think what makes me excited is that if he we, does Doom, we've been able to see a good sense of humanity in every villain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like we, we kind of see them be themselves, not just not just a villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With like this is their agenda, that's it. So not only that, like we've Doom. We, yeah. yeah, a lot of the yeah because I mean, the Vulture these... arguably is one of the best MCU villains of all time. Yes, like mm-hmm. the Spider-Man trilogy has the trilogy of villains that are the best that we've seen yeah. right. in any MCU film. With from, any... from the casting to their, uh, I guess their goal. Yeah, because if you take any now, a lot of people are going to say, "Oh, well, they're all like you know something has to do with Tony Stark, right?" Right, which isn't true uh, because of No Way Home. That has to do with Spider Man, right? However, 
Um, if you take Iron Man's trilogy, Captain America's trilogy, Thor's trilogy, and you compare the villains that they oh, had yeah. in all Top of tier. them, Top tier. Spider-Man's villains were were way better acted, way well better executed, applied, way, right. way yes, yeah. a lot better. Honestly, executed. the Iron Man villains are boring. Um, like, I feel like because what we we have the, the ones we got like a lot we of the had ones Iron that Mar- we got Monger who there's I mean, no powers, I th- you know. I mean, I thought Iron Man than... was great. Like, uh, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Um, he was in. Uh, uh, he's in the Big in Lebowski part two. Uh, Mickey um, Rourke? No, 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 no. no, no. That's the that's guy. the second one. Yeah, we're talking who was the about, guy uh, that was in Tron? Um, yeah, he was in Tron. Um, oh, oh, you're talking about uh, his Jeff head Bridges? of security, Jeff Bridges. Bridges thank yeah. you. Jeff Shout out Jam Cam. You guys don't know Jam Cam's in the background being our fact checker today. I mean, you don't Here have to release the sauce. He didn't even look that one up. He did. did it. I, I did. I googled it. Oh, okay, I didn't see it, but oh, I, got, Thanks, I, got, I, got, I thought that was the chair. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, I'm super. That's the guy the behind the chair right there. Oh no! Shout out to Ned. <laughs> I know, right? You're our Ned. That's oh, fire. I like that. Actually, that's dope. That's dope. <laughs> Shout out to Ned. The guy. In the Are you both from Hawaii too? Yeah. Ned is from Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Shout out to Jacob Batalon. I'm the only one that knows how to pronounce your name. Hey, oh, bro. My God. See, there you go. We gotta get Jacob on the podcast now. Jacob Italian. <laughs> what? No. Hello. <laughs> Yeah. it's not battalion sorry go ahead as you were <laughs> Jake, no, you're good, you're but good. yeah um uh, back to the, like villains yeah, yeah spider-man jeff villains bridges jeff bridges is a stellar actor mm-hmm. so like him like he and he has one he's of the cool. most quotable lines of he was like you know tony stark did this in a cave with, with a box scraps. with a box of scraps yeah it was yeah. great um mickey rourke i mean i appreciate mickey rourke i just don't think that Whiplash was the best yeah, villain like, to yeah, select o- overall, right? and then yeah. with the Mandarin, even though Ben Kingsley was fantastic, it's comedy the and Guy was a, I think it was Guy Pierce, yeah, who yeah was, Guy uh, Pierce. was Adrian Killian. Um, I mean, I th- I think if you take away wanting the actual Mandarin, right? Um, and now that we actually Got have the, the Mandarin, Mandarin right. not even called it, the it, actual Mandarin, you know, they like the Mandarin, they need another chicken. I know it kind of just lowers um, the villains. Right. And then if you go to Captain America and you got Red Skull, um, Red Skull by Hugo Weaving, which cool. was phenomenal. I right. thought he was a great casting. Um, I wish he would have came back and been more involved. Right. Um, Winter Soldier, who's now has his own show and a hero. Yeah, yeah he's a hero now. Yeah, but I mean, come on now, Winter Soldier, like yeah, yeah, like, that was a good movie. I love that movie. Fire, you know. And then you have, uh, and, and then you have Zemo, sequences. you yeah. know, where arguably, even though it's by a great actor, it was just, you know, it's cool. That's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's so he weird that, cool that he's that. the villain, yeah. but yet he wasn't the one doing like the villaining. Did that make sense? Because yeah, more that, like well, all because all of a, Civil War was just like. Him the villain the was stick. in the title of the well, movie. Well, it was the Civil first War. time that they were trying to. Yeah, that's true. It was the first time. Well, not the first time. I don't want to say that, but it was a real emphasis on what you were talking about as far as the humanity part right. of the villain. Right. You know, they really wanted to humanize the villain. They wanted us mm. to sympathize with the yeah. villain, and that was his role. You right. know, yeah, and they even with Killmonger to do that. Killmonger was the second version of them doing that, right. you know, and which like, was executed even better because that blueprint was already laid out. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, I think that um, Thor with Hela, um, yeah. even though Kate Blanchett is awesome, um, I don't mean, get me wrong, it's, it's okay. Like all the all the villains that you're mentioning, they're cool, but then like but, just something about Spider-Man villains. 
Bro, Adrian Toomes took out a a, a, a just straight gun and said, like, bro, I'll kill you right now. Like, I'll yeah. shoot you in my car right now. Yeah. Like, it was it's a different type of villainy of 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 like I've never felt emotion it's from New a, York. from a villain like that in the MCU. Like where the where it's, the villain says they're something. all from New York, bro. They're menace they're all menaces. <laughs> he was just like, I'm Killing a child is not beneath me. Adrian Toomes had a, he had his Tims on. Oh no, he has black Air Forces while, while he was in the car. <laughs> he was taking he like. was taking flat. All right, nah, it was it was uh, yeah. So just back to the point of of the villains of this, and we can we can start here as far as we just dive yeah, into the, the villains. villains. Um, the Let's villains of this bottom of this to movie. top <clears throat> for sure. I Starting mean, with the lizard. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Okay. so me, so I, 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 okay, yeah, me I guess Dice, me putting yeah, him at the bottom. So, yeah, so yeah. jumping you, to what Skywalker was saying, if you kind of notice, assuming all of us have the same ranking for these villains, That's what I assume. it it goes by the amount of screen time yeah. that they all had. Mm-hmm. I guess that's right? what I mean. So it, going, going from top to bottom, mm-hmm. and then chime in if I'm incorrect, but number one, go Goblin. Okay. Two, go from bottom to top. Bottom top, Lizard. Yeah. Sandman. Yes. Electro? Yes. Doc Ock? Yes. Goblin? Correct. I don't know if I would like rate them, but um, I guess just like like what like what are you what are you rating them on? Overall, Is it like based overall, off of like acting ability or something? No, 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 no. Well, so yeah, you like it's, you want to take everything into account from. I mean, from I the, see you have to take into account like the story, like that's a testament to the story that was built before them. It wasn't yeah, like no, that no, all no. these villains were introduced. I wouldn't say, in I wouldn't this say movie. like that one, like the Raiden is better than the other. My Raiden is just based off of how the movie viewed them. You know, like which one is going to be most important to Tom to the Holland's sto- to the I think story all line. of them were important. Mm. I think all of the, I think, why was the lizard important? I think the lizard was important because it showed, um, just what, what kind of villainy or what kind of villains that he faces, yeah. you know, like it, it opened sure. up his mind. He was like, I didn't even know that you could talk. Like nobody's had a talking lizard right. in the MCU or anything like that. Like, <laughs> so me looking at it from the, from the outside in would be more so the agenda, right? Seeing that one, like the lizard, the lizard's agenda is just to turn everybody to a fucking lizard, bro. That's it. <laughs> right. Sandman came in as a, as a friend. He, he Yeah. He didn't even want to, he came in as a friend and then his whole thing neutral. was like, I want to get all I want to do is get back home to my to my daughter. Then when they start fighting, he's like all about what like like he's with the villains now. Like yeah, to me that mostly because kinda... he just wanted to get it over with and it's like just press the down button, you know, type thing. That's yeah. that's what I saw his agenda. As. And then Electro did want to get some power. He wanted to get stronger and he took uh, what he needed to get the power. And... Electro was was Electro and Goblin were the actual like villains. Mm-hmm. You know, even even Doc Ock without I, without accounting for Doc Ock's right. I, I would feel like Doc in, or Ock, growth in the movie. Right. Um, I feel like yeah, Doc Ock and Electro he wasn't even are really trying to be. Yeah, he wasn't even really trying to be a villain either. You know, like he was just like I he guess was controlled. One you know, but Electro wasn't controlled by anything. He just wanted to be a villain, and Goblin also wanted to be a villain. Sort of. I feel like with Goblin. It was kind of like a dual personality thing. He said. So then even so it's more if we like go there personal. too, then I would say Electro is like the actual, actual villain that's not being controlled by anything and yeah. just like wants to absorb all the power and, and kill Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like he could, he could have got way more OP than he was in the movie. He was pretty OP though. He was, 
He was yeah, pretty OP. I mean, yeah, he was. Uh, watching the movie, just like seeing the him most fight. OP about the most OP thing about Electro in this movie was his one liners. He had a bunch. You ain't the shit no more. <laughs> you ain't the shit no more. You oh, you ain't even the shit no more. I feel like Jamie Foxx just like freestyled like a yeah. lot of those so lines. The, I just yeah. can't picture like John Watson, like all the writers, like, oh no. yeah, you ain't the shit no more. Like just writing <laughs> that for Jamie Foxx to say. I feel like he just John he just went Watt. off. He just went off on that and they were like, All right, cool, Jamie. All right, like, so right fine. here he's gonna say, Y'all ain't gonna act like I am butt ass naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what? Yeah, for real. So the, the same as it, I am. So just uh, also just to, just to add it in there, um, was there hilarious. was stories of Jamie Fox on set where John Watts and all the producers were very um, very strict with other cast members, and then like Zendaya and Jacob said that they like were offset for a few days and then they came back because they felt like they were like overstepping boundaries. But then you get Jamie Fox like just throwing a dance party in the middle of a shoot day. Just making all the producers like dance and like having. He's a Jamie Fox. That's like, what I'm yeah. saying, bro. You can't stop it. You can't. And stop he's it. he's a he's been a director. He's been on like behind the scenes on like in front of the camera. You know, it, I think he's he can talk to people. Yeah, easier. but all, all that to say that connections, he obviously. has the liberty to be to do anything he wants. Yeah, and he does it great. They trust him. I mean, you need that energy on set too. It's yeah. not always got to be like quiet on set. You know, like you need the energy. You, ha, ha. I don't think the movie would be as, you know, crazy and fun as it was if you if know Jamie Foxx wasn't. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think that Jamie Foxx Jamie Fox was in a unique position to be the villain that was confirmed mm-hmm. early on, even before right. Doc Ock was confirmed. Jamie Foxx was confirmed as yeah. Electro was coming right. back, so it was kind of like and when it was confirmed, it was confirmed that he wasn't going to look how he did before. Yeah, I, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that too. And, That's what really and, hurt people, I think. And I think that he had the liberty to, to kind of move and say, like, I'm the main villain of this movie. Right. Because they didn't want to really reveal that Goblin mm. was a part of it or that uh, or That's Defoe true. or, they did, or they Molina did, uh, was a part uh, of right. it until confirm, like maybe a month Goblin or two super before. Late. Yeah. I think Molina was before. Because um, he was in the teaser. Defoe, yeah. Yeah. Right. So when the teaser was coming out, it was like, all right, you know, Alfred Molina's in it, back as Doc Ock, we right. got Electro. And mm. then it just started going into all these stories of like, oh, well, maybe this person will be back. And then we'll, So we'll one thing, I'm not sure if you guys noticed, which I, I kind of finally noticed after the movie, is like, remember how when the Lizard and Sandman were finally like confirmed, but it was just more so their character, like CGI characters more so than the actors? Yeah. Mm. My assumption is, um, and then if, if you guys don't agree, let me know. But they spent a pretty hefty bag on yes. on the Agreed. three main villains of Doc Ock, Goblin, and Electro. Yep. Yeah, where they just signed on the Lizard and Sandman for just voice acting. Yeah, yeah. I think. Right? Yeah, and, I think and then if you notice, they got a voice the, acting. The lizard, back. the lizard scenes, and the Sandman scenes were reused from their original movies. I don't know if the lizards were. It might have been. I'll send you a comparison I, video. I, I feel like the lizard, but yes, I know that but the not Sandman. Sandman. No, Sandman no other way was. around for me. Because Sandman was already old when he played Sandman. Right. And I don't think that he, you know, no disrespect to, <laughs> to, Thomas, Hayden to Thomas Hayden Church. I actually like the way they did I don't think that him. he's, yeah, I liked it too. I, I thought like, it was okay. genius for Sandman them to is just like. Sand all the time. Yeah. yeah. They were just like, you know, we could just CGI these guys. Yeah. And not have to worry about it. But yeah. with Jamie Foxx, we're going to have to pay him. 
right? You know, to for his likeness and his appearance. Willem Dafoe was borderline him. at that point where you know well, William Dafoe wasn't going to do it if he wasn't I know. going to like yeah yeah, yeah for sure and that's why it's like he's he's a difference though you know like. Sandman and and Lizard, obviously, they're old and they're like, yeah, I'm not really willing to push my body to that length. But Willem Dafoe is the type of actor to really get into character. Well, Spinebuster, he, he even said, he even the, said in the, the last interview before the movie dropped floors. that all he asked of John Watts and the main producer, I think her name is Nancy, was to do his own stunts. Yeah. Because he's, he was power bombing people through concrete. Bruh, that that connection of of moves of him launching Jeez. him up to the ceiling, then when he dropped, picked him up, and did the spine buster through the ceiling, that was incredible. It was I, crazy I when when um, Spider Man left the building, and then the lizard got him back and he threw him back in. He's yeah. like, uh, "There's what always going to be consequences." There's always going to be consequences. Yeah, he was just trying, trying to teach him a lesson. That part I was like, "Whoa!" And that's why the lizard's important because the lizard said very key things. Yeah, that, he did. That made Peter understand, like, okay, I can't, like, all of the things that I do have consequences. It was the same things that Doctor Strange was telling him. And that's the well. Lizard's mo too. Is that like he he messed up on himself, and he's like, right. you know, I did this, and I and there's consequences. So he fully believes that. Right. Like, yeah, because he didn't he didn't want to turn into a lizard. He just wanted to get a new arm. Yeah, and then he turned into a lizard. Well, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then he's like, well, now everybody's gonna be. Lizard. Well, everybody's gonna be lizards mm-hmm. now. Yeah, because yeah. I hate myself, so <laughs> I want everybody to be a lizard so we can all hate ourselves. Yeah, which man, I understand. It was, you know, it was okay. I get time. it. At the time, it was cool. Looking back now, it's like, oh, yeah, mm, yeah, right. maybe do better. But um, okay, so so kind of jumping away from the uh from the villains, um, supporting casts. So Marissa Tomei, not me. Mm-hmm. Happy Hogan, mm-hmm. no, then John John Favreau, John Favreau. Then yeah. we get Zendaya. Zendaya as MJ, and then we have John. Uh, I mean Jacob, 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 Batalon, 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 Batalon. Is it French? It's, it's Filipino. <laughs> Is it French? It sounds sure it's... a little French though, like battalion. There's no I O N. I think it's B A T A L O N. O N. I got to Google. Hold on, Jacob. I O N. B A T A L O N. There's no I. Okay, that makes sense. And I'm sure he has Americanized it, so it's like battalion, battalion. But I'm sure. I'm pretty sure it's Americanized battalion. I'm sure he goes by JB So all the supporting cast like um, <laughs> Everybody played such a really good Stupid part on, I'm dead But yeah yeah And then Jacob and then Tom Hart Jacob Tom I think I don't know man He kind of he kind of outdid Zendaya in this movie Because for he did. Yeah he's been he did. outdoing her since he, he the did. first he one He showed up Since the first one Nah Ned, nah. Ned showed up Ned far, showed up for this in, one. In far from, from home, home he, he, he was didn't show up like that. He didn't show up at all. Zendaya showed up in Far From Home. Yeah, but nah, Ned showed up. So. Ned showed, he up, showed up here, bro. Up. Yes, he did. I, I, he did I don't agree. I feel like Zendaya finally broke out in this one because she mm. can finally be his MJ. You know, in it's the not other that, movies, it's not that Zendaya clear. broke out; it's that MJ broke out. Yeah, that's right? what I'm saying, though. Yeah, 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 but it's more so Zendaya can do that because, like, Zendaya can get there no problem. Yeah. I feel like Zendaya's like, always just been a support. To be honest, I never was like for Zendaya to be MJ. Not for the reasons that um, that you know racist people feel is, <laughs> oh, is valid, no. yeah. but I think that just Obviously. the it's supposed to be Mary Jane. Who's Michelle no, no, Jones? It's not even that either. No. It's it's just the personality of MJ. Um, right. 
I just didn't like their take on the personality of MJ. You know, it just didn't seem like it really, really fit mm-hmm. um, you. personally, you know, and I was just kind of like whatever about it. You know, they I, I love Zendaya, but they changed you know. MJ throughout like three movies. Like she seemed super emo and depressed in the first that's, one. That's just being then, a kid, bro. That's just being a kid. I don't know. I, wasn't that I mean, and, and I understand that, but I've always known MJ just for being like this, this kind of like confident the girl yeah, next door exactly. the girl next door like confident girl next door and you know just kind of doing her thing and that was liz that was liz you know that was liz, I, I think kirsten dunce played a great mj yeah. honestly you know yeah. um, i even cool. think uh emma stone could have played a good mj if she was you know like not gwen, gwen. stacy I, like I like her as gwen too um but i i don't know i just didn't i i was not particular well, like I don't go to MJ for like, oh man, Zendaya like acted like crazy with right. with yeah, MJ. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like nah, like Ned was yeah. always Ned. He yeah, was the yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. Ned, Ned was the guy. I, I yeah, so Ned being the guy in the chair, his comedic timing, but also later in the movie, he he brought us the two things that we wanted or two people we wanted. But we'll get more into that later. Yeah. This guy's a national treasure, bro. Yeah, he did his thing. Yeah. I love the you know just like him. I love the setup of him, uh, you know, being into magic. Yeah, and, my, uh, my Lola says we're, my Lola says I'm magic, and it's in my hands. Yeah, I thought that was I great. Have, I, have a, I feel things in my hands. You should see your yeah. position. So I, it's I diabetes. I I, I don't <laughs> know about you guys, but I want to get to Doctor Strange. Yes, that's uh, what in, I was about to Yeah, actually. I was gonna say yeah. You know, with with Doctor Strange. Um, there was a lot of, you know, uh, alluding to whether this was the real Doctor Strange, whether he, whether he was Mephisto, <laughs> whether he was, you know, Strange Supreme, and why would he do this, right. and, and how would he mess up? Like, he knows all, he's a beast when it comes to spells and everything. How could he right. just mess up a spell right. and all of this stuff? Um, there were all kinds of theories that were going around. Now that we've seen... Uh, what actually unfolded while watching the movie? Yeah. How do you guys feel about uh, Doctor Strange's involvement? So, in, if in I may, happened? good amount, I think that's a bar. If I may, um, if I may, if Aunt May, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> Doctor Strange, his uh, bro. I think the fact that like because me and Skywalker were sitting next to each other watching the yeah. movie. And then when Wong came out, was like, "I'm the Sorcerer, Sorcerer Supreme. Supreme." Because he was we looked blessed. at each other like, "Oh wow!" I got it right away. I was like, oh. "Yeah, it makes sense." So there's that weird Sue sense of Strange not octagon, caring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. like because he's like he can't. He's not the best. Anymore. He doesn't have the higher duties. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> so he's kind of just like not reckless, but he's just like, I don't have to be on top of my shit. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, or all the realms, you know, really, you like like the Sorcerer Supreme. He just yeah. needs to protect the New York realm, yep, pretty that's much. His yeah, realm. that because that was Wong's uh, mm-hmm. sanctum. Yeah, that was Wong's sanctum. Wong's much. was in uh, was Hong Kong. Asia. Yeah, Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. Well, I don't think Wong does that anymore. Or maybe that's probably why he was he has um, higher duties. That's why he was fighting He's, in the octagon. Well, I think that he has to replace. I think he has to replace like who's going to be the warden. Of the mm. sanctums, right. what well, is and temporary? The, like we don't even know if the London Sanctum got remade. As yeah, yet, you right. know, we don't. We don't. I feel like we're gonna figure all that stuff out in, in multiverse. In multiverse, but oh man, 
what has been going on the whole like there's gonna be things that have been going on during endgame during all of what's going on now and then we're all gonna see all that unfold in multiverse because no way like the the villain from doctor strange just put a pause on things during right. endgame you know like shit was going on yeah wong, in the five years that wong had blipped. to do a lot so we're gonna see a lot wong, wong was had, working his ass off wong for five had years. to do a lot for five i years. love a disney plus series on wong i would be okay with that just yeah. the shit he had to deal with for five years well what yeah. happened it'd be I great think, i think he might show up in she hulk because of um banner because of banner and because of um I know what you're talking about abomination. Abomination, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean they have they're gonna have to show the connection. It just seemed pretty random, but yeah. We'll see. Speaking them. of random, who were those two random people just shoveling snow? They're interns, the man. Interns. Everybody has interns. <laughs> He's coming to learn magic. You who know, said to stop shoveling snow. Yeah, you two. Who said to stop shoveling? Um, but also, just to, just goes to show again, Marvel tried to dupe us. Mm-hmm. Because in the trailer, you get bit. Wong saying, don't do that spell. He never said it in the movie. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little bit, though. So not too much. That was the only dupe, I think, out of all the trailers that we've seen. Just that little. You know, it, but it's so huge, though, because it completely steers your perception. There are a lot of people that were hating on Doctor Strange for oh, not saying, listening. Yeah, for not Wong. listening and like yeah. for saying that and who were just but like, also, oh, I'm surprised we didn't catch the fact that. He wouldn't be Sorcerer Supreme. Cause, well, but then again, they had that, that buddy. There's just so much that, going on, you know, yeah. like, especially when. I thought it was a great bit to add, you yeah. know, because it's one of those things where. It confirms it. Maybe in another movie. Because a lot of. I don't think we would have really questioned yeah, whether he was Sorcerer Supreme or Because a lot Supreme of people yeah. probably had theories like, oh, Strange isn't the Sorcerer Supreme. But, like, you know, those until they're confirmed, they're just theories, you know? Yeah. Like, um, so I mean, it, everyone it assumed that, that he was going to be Sorcerer Supreme when the Ancient One died, but there wasn't anything. And even in Endgame, when Ancient One said that Strange is the best of us, people thought automatically, all right, he's the Sorcerer yeah. Supreme. Yeah. But I'm sure that there's a ritual that has to go, you know, that has yeah. to go down like, in order like for that Black to happen. Like the Black Panther type ritual. Or yeah, for like sure. Just keep in mind, the Ancient One said Strange is supposed to be the best of us. She, just, she said it's the banner. Mm-hmm. But keep in mind that she can only see up until a certain point, which is up in, mm-hmm. when she died. Mm-hmm. So anything that's happening now could be different. Exactly. Kind of like with He Who Remains, he's like, I've only seen up to this moment. Right. And anything else after this is on you. Yeah. So, yeah. Stupid Sylvie. So we go into. Hey, she's um, the one who created the, the multiverse. Yeah. I mean, I'm let's, still, let's I'm just still t- a little yeah, like, so fuzzy let's touch on, on that all of real that, quick. too. So. So originally, before this movie happened, we had the three the three cases of number one, did Wanda cause the multiverse, mm-hmm. right? Because of West, because of Westview, uh-huh. yeah, because of Westview and right. trying to get her sons. Yeah. Number two being uh, Spider Man. Oh well, Loki and Sylvie, right? With uh, the one who remains, um, he who remains, he who remains. Sorry, gotcha. Um, killing him and you know the the, TVA, the branches and the, the TVA. branches yeah. and everything yeah. kind of intertwining or. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just I, because we talk about, they mention the multiverse, right? So obviously I, the multiverse. I definitely think it's the low-key one. Yeah. Obviously, Who Remains is was <laughs> keeping all the timelines intact the way they were supposed to be. And once right. he died, they you see it. You see it splinter off, and then it keeps splintering off and, and all that. So, And right. then you saw it again from Spider-Man No Way, um, no Way Home. Right. You see it splintering off, but a little differently. You see it from like, the outside and from the low key 
uh, vantage point. You're seeing it from the inside, like, or outside of town. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, really. It's a little, you know, I'm a little, I'm kind of upset a little bit at how they've handled this. Okay. And I knew that it was too, (laughs) it was kind of like, it was too big of an idea. Time is, like, when when you're trying to add time to things and then realms and then universes, it's kind of like... Yeah. What so, is what? So it's, it, I just, I felt that it was just too big of an idea because once you open it, mm-hmm. you have to always address it. Yeah. And when you don't address it, then it gets fuzzy, you know, okay. because then people are like, well, what's going on? So for How example, does this work? Right. Yeah. For example, you have um, uh, Wanda and her sons and everything like that. Now you can just kind of chalk that up to, her hex that she made. She just created her own reality within right. within a world. It's not a timeline. It's not. It's just her own reality, right? Right. But when she gets a hold of the Darkhold, mm-hmm. she's searching the realities for... Her sons. Her sons, which in a different timeline, she actually had sons with Vision. Right. So that's who she's going to pluck out if she plucks anything, which would be her self's sons in a different timeline. Mm-hmm. Right, but because she's a nexus being, I think it's safe to assume that she is who she is every single timeline, yeah. regardless. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of weird because it kind of like blends into one at the at the same time, but like it's I don't like, know if there's different versions of her. It's like her plucking her sons, and then she, since she's a nexus being, she's self aware. Like, oh, okay, they needed to go here, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. I but but. Well, I guess we'll see in Multiverse of Madness, right. right, of whether that unfolds. Keep in mind, all this time, there's still Vision alive. We have White Vision still. Yeah, White Vision, you know, he's, he's somewhere. Is he? I feel like he's going to pop up in Armor Wars. But um, I think that uh, with Loki and just the TVA is such a crazy concept mm-hmm. that still don't understand it you can't. Much make other movies without addressing the TVA. Like, I yeah. feel like this whole thing that happened, the TVA should have for sure jumped in and been like, well, why are they in this reality right now? Right Now, you can make the argument that so much shit is going on that the TVA is all over the place. Yeah. But we know how organizations run. Like, there has to be some sort of communication mm. of of these things Death happening five, right. exactly like there has to be something that's going on so even if he who remains is dead and that's also a pretty crazy uh, concept though because you know? the tva only works within its timeline right right I, it only works within its timeline so mm, other i don't, TVAs I don't know. It works outside of time is what they kept saying well keep in mind they, they would prevent branches from happening Within, within the a, main timeline, yes. Right. But oh, the it's main, so within the main timeline. Yeah, it's within yeah. the main timeline. That's so how within they the other timelines, are there other variants of the TVA that they're not aware of? I don't think that there's a, a thing that's possible as far as variants of the TVA. Uh, but, but, I low-key take I think that back once, because we get, of the we finale. Get Mobius, we yeah. Get Mo- yeah, we get a different Mobius. I than, think at one point there is just one TVA, and then once it starts splintering off, they're creates more it's kind of that's where the multiversal war it's right. going to be this king's tva versus the other king's tva and that's the multiversal war mm. you know and i think I, that's what it was to have multiple tvas how do you take care of a timeline if 
Yeah, that timeline is someone exactly. else's TVA. Yeah. That's when you they know? start clashing and they're like, hey, you're not even supposed to be here. And it's like, we're taking over this timeline now. It's like, what the hell, man? But then having the TVA just fight it out just sounds ridiculous. Like, it's like, all yeah. right, I don't want to see a whole bunch of like the TVA just fight each other. That's mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense. Right. And I don't know, like, I'm sure Loki season two is going to address some of this stuff, but it may not. And I think that if it doesn't, that's going to make me even more upset because it's like... Well, because we're already you, anxious. You you have to round this out somehow. Somehow you have to make this I don't, make sense. I don't think it's so overwhelming to the point where like, we're, like, we're not going to get answers because I feel like we've been getting answers. It's not as quick as we like, but we're getting it. Mm-hmm. Again, not as quick as we like because we're getting answers of Loki in three movies down. You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man and... Yeah. Yeah, but that's because no. it's all canon. Yeah. So even though it's throwing shit off, like it's branching out, but then when we get the answer, yeah. it kind of no, brings I mean, back. speaking of the branches, I really liked the fact that they threw in all of all of these silhouettes. Yeah. And I'm really excited for the movie to come out on DVD or streaming so that we can just pause it right there and be like, okay, who's this? Because there were a few that I recognized. Yeah, we got the actual Rhino, which is fire. Super dope. Yeah. Super but dope. They got that, the at least not the and real Rhino, Craven. but a variant of Rhino. I think yeah. all those were just variants. Well, like the real Rhino is like the main variant. Like, I, like, no, like no, I, I have in my mean. head. You know what yeah, I mean? not Paul Giamatti, basically. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, like, I fought, a, I fought a Russian guy in a rhinoceros costume. I'm, yeah. I'm lame. Yeah, yeah. we should yeah. get to that right now. We should get to that uh, part. But Doctor Strange, all in all, I think was... Well, with the multiverse, good, and good enough. I was going to segue in with with the TVA and stuff like that because I feel like both Peters should have gotten. Uh, what do they call it when they the? What does the TVA call it when they get removed? Pruned. 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 Yeah, both of them should have been pruned. Yeah, you know, and like the fact that they weren't because they were in like another Spider Man's like yeah timeline. Right. I just think it's different T- for Osborne because there isn't an Osborne in. Right, and, and there's uh, not an Octavius, and there's there. not an Octavius that's right. there, or so, Doctor Connors yet, at least, because you know the timeline I think is very early. Yeah, because he hasn't and, gone to MIT yeah. or wherever. He hasn't even gone to college. Where? Yeah, he hasn't gotten most of those villains. He's taking his GED. Yeah, so he hasn't even yeah. gotten into college yet. Yeah, so that so, yeah. it's it's going to be interesting on where they go with that. But yeah, let's talk about uh, uh the the main event. You know the. The liars. <laughs> so yeah, man. So no, actually, okay. Before we go on, yeah, yeah. I saw an interview. It wasn't really an interview, but I guess some random guy on the street saw Toby and asked him, "Are you going to be in the next Spider-Man movie?" He said, "Yeah." That's all he said. He said, "Yeah, I'm gonna be in it." And it's kind of like there's not really a source to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't lying, but. How believable is that? That like yeah. that's that's it. You just get well. He's, I mean, I just feel bad for Andrew Garfield because he was on his own movie run and just yeah, couldn't tick, tick, avoid boom. getting. Which with, also, but also, there's that small debate that did it help Tick Tick Boom? Um, no, I think not until no. it got close to now. Not, if anything, I mean, maybe I think the hype helped Tick Tick Boom a little bit, not like a lot, not like a crazy amount. Yeah, I mean, it's Andrew tick, Garfield. I mean, people still love Andrew Garfield, right? Um, all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden, no, everybody loves I think, Andrew Garfield. I think people have always liked Andrew Garfield. But in Garfield. 2014, it was the worst thing in the world. Sorry, I'm just I, I, I'm I wouldn't say he's a bad Spider-Man, but the movies were bad. Oh, no. He was a great Spider-Man, but Sony's trash. But we'll, we'll talk more about that later. Yeah, I mean, once... If you compare... It was because that was all that we had, right? Mm. 
And because that, that was all that we had, it wasn't good enough for what we had. Mm-hmm. Now that we have a little <sighs> bit more, we've seen more. Like, he's a good Spider-Man. It's almost like... <laughs> This is going to be, uh, uh, sorry, I'm going to just preface this. This is going to be probably like a misogynistic view of a comparison here. But Uh-oh. it's like when you see like a group of girls okay. and like the group makes like all the girls look good. But then like if you see them on their own, it's like, mm. oh, she probably doesn't, she doesn't really look mm. as good. You know, yeah, that's true. kind of what it was with, with the Spider-Man. Peters, with I know the that. Spider-Man. I know that theory. You know what I mean? I know so that it's like, it's like when you hang out all with of the homies, them, all of them like, together. He's cute, but then you see the homeboy. It's by like himself. when you're the best rapper out of group of people. Like there you go, there you go, all of there it. You go. So nice. and I'm the best rapper. Um, <laughs> so like. I don't That's know. how I think I'm the best rapper. He might oh, be on no. the low. On the low. Freestyle battle right now. <laughs> oh no. I I I just feel like that that was the case with these three Peters. Like it was just so refreshing uh-huh. to have Andrew be his Peter Parker with these other two that are so different. I or, feel like out know, of everyone, that... Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man movie was the most excited. Like, Tom Holland was just like, I have so much to fucking deal with. I can't even process I, this. I'm working with Mark Wahlberg next week. And I then, got shit to worry about. Yeah. And then Toby's just like, yeah, I'm just here. You need my help? For sure. And then Toby, Andrew Garfield was real like, I, you guys realize what's going on, right? Like, he pretty much seems super excited. Well, it fit. It fit. Yeah. I mean, his Peter Parker is more excited about science than either one of, mm-hmm. you know, the other two. Okay. You know? Real quick. So before we dive in. So I'm not sure if you guys oh, noticed. Yeah. Well, we're like before we get too like too nerdy. Deep. Yeah, exactly. Um, throughout this movie, John Watts used, um, I guess. So for example, they had something on set called a Raimi cam, mm-hmm. which was used mostly during the spider the, during the tingle moments, where Raimi has this uh, way of zooming in on people. Oh, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Right, so John Watts kind of created his own Raimi cam, not exactly how Raimi does it, mm-hmm. but like for example on the bridge when he feels Doc Ock's presence, mm-hmm. starts zooming in like Raimi cam. Mm-hmm. Not sh- nothing, I'm not sure if you noticed, but when on the bridge scene and he's going to save the woman on the car from falling off the bridge, mm-hmm. we get a first person point of view, mm-hmm. which is only done in the Amazing Spider Man, mm-hmm. and I thought it was so dope and well executed. But also when that was kind of already done, I was like, okay, I, I think they're in the movie. Didn't yeah. didn't they do a first person view in uh in Homecoming? Uh, I don't believe so. Not that I recall. I Wasn't there one in um, Far From Home when they were swinging at the end? Or is that was that just no? They didn't do a first person. I, I guess it was a weird kind yeah. of. It kind of felt like a Raimi cam when they right. were swinging. I thought it was cool though. Like I thought how Mary Jane the, the whole James. movie was a was a homage to all things right. Spider Man. Yeah. You know, we even had a Spider Man takedown from the video game. We like, almost had a Sinister yeah. Six. That he did. We, were we did short. have a Sinister Six. Were well, we not one short? The, the no? tree. No, we weren't one the short. Tree. No, it's not the tree. It's <laughs> the tree. It's Venom. <laughs> Venom. Venom was Is this the some other kind person. of monsters that can turn yeah. into a tree. Venom was That's the just six. a tree, man. It was just Venom was drunk in Mexico. They shot that scene. Us. At, they shot that True, scene at Papa's yeah. and Beer. Oh, did they? They shot the scene at Papa's yeah, and Beer. Yeah, he's in Mexico on vacation. I just love how they had Danny, uh, Danny, Danny Rojas. I think uh, it's Danny Rojas as a bartender. Yeah, yeah. Football is life. Hey, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah but um, it wasn't. It was a Sinister Six without it being the Sinister Six for sure. It was a Sinister Six. It was no, just, no, they like were missing, like without them Venom being was getting like, drunk, like without them like 
I guess like they had to all teleport there in order for it to be the Sinister Six. It wasn't like they built up over a few movies like, hey, we gotta eventually yeah. beat up Spider Man. I mean, the one thing that I that I will say, and we're kind of jumping ahead here, but I wish that the Vulture was in this movie. Yeah, where the hell is he? I was Did really Sony, upset that with, Sony like just be like, oh, no, nope. he's being Batman right now, man. Like, Not only that, but he's with Doctor Michael Morbius. That's what I'm saying. Like, what? But see, did I, Sony just be like, "All right, you can't have him no more." So what I'm thinking is, you know, they talked about lending one and lending another. You know, so like, well, we'll talk and about the that MCU too lent Doctor Strange to Sony to put this movie together, mm-hmm. and then the when they made that Morbius, the MCU lent Adrian Toomes, right, which is the Vulture, Michael Keaton, but. I th- well now that I've seen No Way Home, I think that Morbius takes place at the same exact time that No Way Home does. So I in think in the Sony universe, do you think Toby's going to show in, up in the Sony universe? Okay. Morbius. So I think, huh? Do you think Toby will show up in Morbius? I don't think he'll show up, but there I, is that poster. Of him. But I think that Vulture and what Mysterio did is, is going to show up, up in Morbius. So yeah. they're going to get trans- kind of going to get a little fuzzy. Yeah, they're going to get transferred over there. So basically, Vulture's going to wake up out of prison and be like, "Wait, I'm out of prison. Like, like, what, what is going here? on here?" And he's going to start assembling his team, trying to get to Spider-Man. But there's not going to be a Spider-Man in there in that universe, right? Um, and I think that at the end of Morbius, he'll get transferred back. To because of the uh, of the mm. of the spell, I like that theory. Interesting. That's my thoughts. Hey man, you should do this for a living. Oh, I like know. that. I can see that. All yeah. right, so jumping back into it, um, <laughs> magic hands. We get oh, yeah. Oh, Ned yeah. and pause. We get Ned and Zendaya in Lola's apartment. Yeah, and then I wish we could just see Peter. You had the sling ring. You know yeah. what? Let me hit. Let me let me just hit the wall real quick. He did to, hit the wall. He hit the wall multiple times. Multiple times. And how did you guys feel seeing that silhouette of Spider-Man? Did you automatically assume? Already knew. Oh, yeah. He was okay. in the suit. Knew. You could see his big head from far away. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that he's I hated called, about the image. You don't, bro, you did not see his head in the Amazing Spider-Man. For some reason, just his mask makes his head look longer. Well, you had like the bug, eye, the bug yeah, eye. Yeah, that, and that's, I don't like that. Just don't I feel like that. He's called a big head. It um, just looks big. So cool, we we get we get Andrew Garfield jumping in. I think the banter in the beginning with him and Zendaya, like, ah, the tingle just it's not for bread. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Don't throw the bread. We get him, we get him getting the cobweb, and then uh, you know, all that ends, and then we get the youth pastor. Toby. Yes, we Toby get the OG. Himself. We get Toby McGuire coming through. Um, we get Lola flirting with him and like winking at him. I don't know what that was about. It's kind of sus. Well, but... because he always pulls all the He's old older. Ladies. He pulls all the old ladies. That's like, that was Toby's MO. Was it really? Yeah, he always had the old ladies. Hmm. Interesting. Old ladies always rocked with him. (laughs) Especially Toby, I guess. (sighs) That's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was the oldest one out of all of them, too. uh, But also from this moment, I knew that uh, Andrew Garfield was out acting the fuck out of everybody. Yeah. I mean, I think he really was like, okay, this is another opportunity as Spider-Man that I have. I don't know if I'm going to get another opportunity. And if I do, this is going to be my chance at showing them that it, I'm worthy of doing another Spider-Man movie. Um, so I think he really just went all out, best he could. Right. You know, 
well, really, really to care try about to the role. Yeah, and and not only yeah, he he cares about the role. He said it multiple times, even in the interviews. He's like, I mean, he kind of said it in a way because he he knew he was going to be in it, but he time and time again they've asked him if he's in the movie. He's always said no, but I'm always looking forward to what they're gonna do with Spider Man right. next. So yeah, and anything can happen. You yeah. know, anything so. can happen, especially now. There's I mean, look at the Snyder Cut happened. Yeah, that's the what I'm saying. Like any, anything, anything in movies can happen. We have the technology for it. Right. Like they can pay you to do it if the story calls for and it. And you know what? You I wouldn't mind them bringing back the Rhino and maybe fixing up Green Goblin a little bit. They're all, you know, I, I think. Yeah, I think I, they can I think do it, it a little that bit. That there's definitely room there, and we'll we can jump into that. I still, I, I want to get into um, the emotions behind this movie mm-hmm. um there were multiple times where this movie wanted to make you cry uh, i cried um yeah I got, I got teary-eyed um there were there were a few moments um i was i can't get over the fact how impressed i was that they added every single moment you wanted yeah. to see with a spider-man right like they had toby the and andrew together right you didn't think that you were going to just get them together. Mm-hmm. So right. you got them together. Yeah, you got them having the banter inside the lab. And... Then you got the lab of all three of them. Right. You didn't think you were going to get Lab Peter all together. I didn't know. I didn't know that we were going to get that at all. Yeah. And then you get, you know, obviously I knew that they were going to have some sort of emotional communication with Tom, like talking about. And I knew that they were going to take the approach of, because it just makes sense, to have Andrew be Spider-Man all the time. Because of what happened with Gwen. Right. And then Toby being Peter most of the time and then being Spider-Man sometimes just because of all that he's been through and him yeah. really trying he's to get his balance. Spider-Man. He's trying to get his balance. Like, you know, so I knew that they were going to take that approach and how both of those things were going to feed into Tom's Spider-Man to right. really understand like what was going on. But I didn't know that it was going to bring me to tears like that. Like yeah. right. the dialogue was way more intense and they addressed everything that needed to get addressed during a time where Tom was acting his ass off. Yeah. After Aunt May um got yeeted. Got got. Yeah, got. No, yeah. She's I her, mean that she got, even the way she died is it's very similar oh, yeah, to yeah, she got to when Goblin died in the first movie. So you know? So when just to kind of start on that, yeah, obviously. So I'm, I'm glad they didn't impale her at least. Oh, that no. would have been pretty crazy. They couldn't. I mean, I, they couldn't because there's was, no wall there. Yeah, I was looking for like a little bit more of like a. I, I think the contact. I wanted the contact to kind of hit a little bit more, where like it almost on, made bro, me feel like movie. I know, but it almost made me feel like okay, she she's like gonna survive you know like it it didn't, it didn't feel like a, a contact that like you know from the hit where right. it was like oh it's a rap like yeah. it's it's, it's totally a rap, rap. over it's a rap oh rap. no i thought it was a rap and then when she got up i was like oh so and shout out to marissa tomei because died, the like, way oh. when the way she was acting was such a good representation of adrenaline yeah that's what i was gonna say of adrenaline, adrenaline pumping through your veins and and you basically being invincible for five minutes Taking hits, you being injured, you're gonna up, die, like and not even okay. exactly not realizing how the shivering, bro. Yeah, the shivering got me. I was like, oh, okay. She's so out of here. shout out to her. Um, she should have just said, "Call doctor." 
character. Please. <laughs> I, but, she could have survived. But, but what, I did not, what, did, what I did not expect was her dropping the great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, I yes. didn't expect that either. I thought Toby Somebody was going to give that. Yeah, was, was going to give that to him. But I liked how they did it. It made me realize, okay, I'm okay with Aunt May being Tom's Uncle Ben. Yeah, there's no, there's, you know there's I mean? technically like no Uncle Ben. There's, in this, yeah. in this there's so many points that, like, there. I just think about it, and I'm just like, oh, like, yeah, like, just sad moments just makes me want to tear up. I mean, we finally got the part that we saw in the trailers of MJ falling, mm-hmm. and obviously it was speculated that oh, maybe Andrew Garfield's gonna save her, and yes, he got his redemption arc. Exactly, mm-hmm. that's his redemption. And that arc. was the part, and he did it with such confidence. Oh, bro, that part got he me did too. it differently too. He did it, in, yeah. Well, he did it the Spider-Man way that too. He replayed it so many times that he was like, "Nah, I'm making sure that I'm oh, going gosh. to going like, to do yeah." This. In the Amazing Spider-Man two, he like shot the web and tried to catch her, and yeah, it did not work out. But yeah, this time he was like, "I'm going head like, first. My hands are going to wrap around this person. I will make sure yeah. that they're safe. On top of that, I'm gonna do a flip and stand up straight." Like, yeah, there was so much confidence yeah. in him doing it. Because I feel like he's been rehearsing this over and so over and over done. and over yeah. again. And he, he didn't want it to be like, oh, I almost did it. It was, I'm doing it yeah. fully yeah. without any type of, like, she's not going to be hurt at all. You know? And him accomplishing that was great. Did yeah. we get any Perfect moments redemption. like that from Toby? Yes. With um, yes. Green Goblin. Yes, we did. When um, Tom Holland Spider-Man was about to kill Green mm, Goblin. Yes. You know what? You're right. And, and just I- that face-to-face of... Of Toby, I, I wanted Tom. Toby just to do like a little shake, though, just like a. Like, it was like, enough, like though. No. Yeah. Like, Toby knew, like, you've done what you could, you know. Like, this is not the plan. Um, he even said it when they were doing the serum. He's like, I've always wanted to cure, um, Osborne, and then Tom Holland was just like sitting there, like, Nah, bro. Yeah, well, and he was like, Because we're gonna him. cure everyone. We're yeah. gonna cure that ass. Yeah, cure that ass. And Tom cure Holland some just ass. really was like, "No, I'm I'm gonna kill him," type thing. And yeah, he you know, was, he was and if he, he would have breaks off of him, if he would have, oh my god, yeah, he was. I mean, bro, that it was a perfect he rematch. Flipped yeah. him, I love the rematch. Flipped him on his ass, bro. I mean, I didn't necessarily like that move. That move, I fire. I don't like when the that move. It, it I just knew that wires were involved. Yeah. And I wanted more of that's that's what made the first fight so fire because yeah. like when he threw him up it was like okay I know that that's wires but when he spine busted dude through it it just felt yeah. the impact I was like oh shit there's like, just so I much like the rematch, so much wrestling involved in this movie it was so fire bro when peter jumped on his shoulders and started socking Punched him out him and, and he started was smiling laughing, bro oh my loved God. it loved it it was great. That's yeah. when I was like, damn, this goblin is super OP. I yeah, remember like, when we were, even we're watching a... in the theater of the homies, I could hear everybody in the back like, oh, my God. Yeah, yep. Oh, you're yeah, you're in the back. with yeah. oh, Both of you were in the back. I, I was, I was in the very middle back. I saved the seats in the front because y'all wanted the front. And you're like, nah, I want a better view. No, I, did, you know, I, I didn't know. I walked in because I kind of did get yeah, there a little I, late. I walked and in I was right like, when it was like late. Yeah, I just I just kind of picked a spot. I didn't want to like cover people or anything like that. I'll sit next to Sean. And uh, he had the, seen the movie too. I was but, next to the homie yeah. John, so it was yeah. cool. and I was sitting next we, to Three Bit. We were uh, next on the to John. Too. Oh yeah, Three Bit was in the back too. Yeah. Three Bit sat right in the middle. Yeah, they the did. Fire. Yeah, off. Yeah, off to the right. Yeah, they were cool. It was cool but, hearing um, the reactions for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that those those fight scenes and kind of just seeing part two 
on the shield. Yeah. Um, also, guys didn't notice Skywalker like noticed during the movie. Um, tying in Hawkeye to the yeah. can't wait to see the new and improved statue, much the statue of Liberty. Far mm-hmm. from home, I think takes is. I mean, uh, No Way Home it is coincides. literally taking place at the same time as Hawkeye. At, like at, during that fight it, scene, I think is the last episode of Hawkeye because Yelena in episode five yeah. says, "I want to go see the new and improved Statue of Liberty," mm-hmm. and we didn't know what they were talking about. We're like, "New and improved Statue of Liberty," um, but then you also hear it in Hawkeye. They talk about, but there's an interview about it where they talk about the the shield. See, it's a little weird for me because. When she says that, you'd assume that it was done. Yeah. So but my, it's not done. Yeah. So no, I think yeah, because you know they they know it's being worked on. I think it was about to be revealed though, because in in the movie, they're interviewing some guy. It's like a little radio tidbit. Yeah, yeah, news, yeah. And he's like, oh, I wish they didn't do that. Like, mm-hmm. just leave the Statue of Liberty be. You know, like uh, Captain America's cool, but what does he have to do with the Statue of Liberty? You know, it was just a little tidbit. Mm-hmm. Um, probably just like a little detail, but. Yeah, I think it was about to be revealed, and then yeah, all that went down. So. Well, even coinciding, you know, we'll talk coinciding with Hawkeye real quick. I mean, the nonchalant reveal oh, gosh. of Matt Murdock My just guy. jumping straight in. <sighs> Catching bricks. There wasn't even a setup. Bro. It was just like, here you go. And I was like, so, whoa, whoa, so, whoa, 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 whoa. Going back to the first time we saw it. a brick to the face. Oh, yes. That's a bar. That's like a bar. That. Shout out to Lisa. He did almost catch a brick um, to the face. Okay, so seeing the the that perfect shot of just a hand on a cane. Oh, yeah. It was very minimal, mm-hmm. but it felt like so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watching mm-hmm. it for the first time, did you like automatically like? Yep. Yeah. Yep. No. I I my, recognized. I that tightened so up. Fast. I was like, oh, because nobody. Like, I mean, because it just came out of nowhere. It wasn't a setup. But like, even even though the setup was very like, it was a small rumor. But well, not not just the rumor, but like like even narratively, right? Narratively, the setup was you're going to need a lawyer. Everybody was saying you're going to need a lawyer, or like I want to talk to my lawyer. I want to talk to my lawyer, <laughs> and then now we got the lawyer, right. right? And I feel like that there's more scenes that were set that were probably throughout that that right. have been filmed, but it was just it just they just threw it in there and like yeah. Aunt May I mean, knows him, and and I was just like wait 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 like what? Yeah. How did this happen? Yeah. But I thought it was great just coming off of Hawkeye's reveal that Kingpin, that Kingpin is, is, in the is, MCU. is in the MCU as well. And it's also supposed... Within I mean, the same time frame, you yeah, know, yeah. like just to your point of yeah, what yeah. you were saying and, with episode and, five. And they were talking about um, in the next episode of Hawkeye that there might, which is episode six, um, it's supposed to be confirmed if Daredevil is canon. I think... Yeah, we know Daredevil now is canon, but I think the storyline that mm-hmm. that was on Netflix, if that's canon, yeah, exactly, or my, if they're going to switch it up a little my bit. My assumption is the the way they're going to get out of the, or not get away, step away from the Netflix series is going to be uh, Mirror Variance. I feel like Mirror Variance is going to be the easiest cop out. I don't think that they have to. Yeah. You know, I, I personally. I think that's too much of an easy cop out. Well, I just think that the Daredevil timeline lines up enough. Yeah. For I don't think they have to, to do be, too much. They don't even have to change anything. Like literally, they don't have to change anything because they own they can, it. It's, yeah. it's not just that, but I, but I I recently rewatched Daredevil, so I, I watched yeah. all three seasons, and no, I I didn't finish the third season, but like I started watching right. it again. You're there, and you know the first season they really talk about you know what happened in New York, like the Battle of New York, 
and that being the case. So I feel like all you really have to explain, if you explain anything, is Matt Murdock could have been blipped and Kingpin didn't. didn't. You know, so yeah. Kingpin has his time of getting back involved with everything that he needs to get back involved in. And Matt Murdock came back and realized Kingpin's out of jail and running this underground and he has to be Daredevil again. But I don't think anything in Daredevil, like, doesn't acknowledge everything else that happened outside in the mm-hmm. MCU. Like, it, it kind of lines up. Imagine, so. getting, imagine getting blipped and, and being blind. This is all darkness. Well... It, well, it happens it. quick. I mean, we sure. see it in. I mean, we're going to talk about this more in when we do our Hawkeye yeah, it, quick dive. Yeah, we see it in true. the beginning of episode five of, of Hawkeye. It's like she turns on the water, she puts her hand under it, and then and everything around her morphs. Yeah, everything morphed out of nowhere, that, and which then, I thought was dope because it was weird. It was just like it happened quickly. Like it, it was, was only like five two minutes. That was the first yeah, time. That was, that was the first time we've gotten seconds. that because mm-hmm. we've seen the people exact re- way arriving from the blip, like in. Far from home, mm-hmm. we see it happening at the basketball game. Mm-hmm. People kind of just reappear, but or in Wandavision, or in Wandavision, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, um, it was a it was different, definitely a different uh, way of yeah. showing it. Yeah. So, but I thought it was great that they even added a little bit of him being Daredevil, and he wasn't just Matt Murdock. You know, like it <laughs> How did was, you do that? yeah, just even just a really good lawyer because not even the Spider Sense picked it up. Well, that's it, what's so fire about it is because like one, he's not uh, like adept enough in his spider sense yeah, to pick it his, up. His spider but, sense isn't like how the other two But uh, two, are. Daredevil has better senses than Spider-Man anyway. Yeah. You know, so like, and that's like in the comics and I think that's what like blends the two. So if anybody was going to find out that Peter was Spider-Man, it would be Daredevil because Daredevil would be able to hear Peter's heartbeat and say that that is the same heartbeat as Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. So you must be Spider Man. Right. Like he would just be able to dedu- to deduce it. You Maybe Spider Man, right? He'd be like, "Oh, well, you ate this when I saw Peter, and now I smell this from Spider Man." Like it's it would just be the yeah. same thing. Yeah. So is, I mean, he doesn't even gotta see your face. Yeah, that, but yeah. just even even throwing like he could have just been Matt Murdock, mm-hmm. right? Like just the lawyer. We couldn't I, have I, seen anything I, honestly, with Daredevil. Yeah. But did just not his reaction, any anything like that. I thought it was just going to be just him as a lawyer. Exactly. You know, that was and, and then just having having that happen out of nowhere, um, it was just brilliant. Yeah. I was like, "This is great!" Like, and, and of really course, just, you got to make it into a joke because yeah. then now it's going to turn into a whole other thing. Like, yeah. if he if he like explains yeah, it, my more, friend but, said it like like he told me pretty much like they just threw Daredevil in as like afterthought. You no. Know? I don't think it was an afterthought, but I don't think that this was meant to be, um, oh, this is going to be Daredevil's entrance into the MCU. Yeah. I think Daredevil's going to appear in She-Hulk. I think he's going to appear over oh, yeah. time. She-Hulk, um, I think he Echo. could appear in Echo as well. You know, I think that- And that's what I like. I like that they introduce plus. more, they're introducing more of like these side characters instead of like the main characters like Daredevil, like Echo- um, and then we're getting uh, the swordsman too, and then I guess not not Hawkeye, well because they Kate realize Bishop. that the way to bring in all these D and C characters is to have them associated with A characters that we really want to see, and I think the same thing is going to happen with X Men. I doubt that we're going to get an actual X Men movie or right. show. It's going to be a while. It's going to be some mutants that we don't particularly care about or know. That are yeah, going to be associated. Exactly. They're yeah. going to be associated with the X Men. The X Men are going to appear alongside all yeah. of that. I mean, and they've it's kind be crazy. of. Fox 
when Fox was doing Deadpool, they kind of already did that. You know, they were throwing yeah. in all these. They just didn't do it like the way the MCU would have done yeah. it, like narratively wrote it but in think, so that it works. I think but... Ryan Reynolds did it. He did it in a way kind of like as a parody of how Marvel would do it. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to just choose some really, really obscure characters because I know Marvel really chooses like these really obscure characters, but we can do it because. Well, there was a, there was actually a Mm -hmm. conversation um, where they exchanged um, uh, Negasonic. Teenage Warhead. Teenage Warhead with another character that Marvel wanted to use. Magic. Um, No, because that was still Fox at the time. It was like a, it was a character that we've seen in the MCU that like, I feel like. It might have been someone from the Guardians of the Galaxy or or something like basically Fox owned them, Marvel owned Negasonic, and they traded, Mm. you know, so that because Fox wanted to use Negasonic and and then Marvel was like, all right, we'll give us something. And and they ended up doing that. I forgot. I forgot which. uh, I I forgot which Marvel character it was, but there's an article on it um, that's around. I don't know if if we'll get fact checked on that, but it's a hard um, fact check. Yeah. You know, so it it. I, you know, just to your point, you know, they're they're thinking of these obscure characters. Yeah. No, no character is obscure enough if the narrative calls for it. Yeah, right? bro. We're like, right. we can have, we have anybody. Soon. We might, we might, we might, we might. You know, but, um, know, but. overall, I mean, I think I love that Spider Man. Um, they included every every theory that you wanted, like yeah. every everything mm-hmm. that you wanted that made narrative sense. They said, here you go. Yeah. And, and it, it was it, great. It was kind of like with a purpose, even though that purpose may not have been um, so prevalent right away. But like throwing in things like Matt Murdock or mm. the slight <clears throat> hints of Agent Venom, like stuff like that. Like, Yeah. And, and it was I, well executed. I, I feel like we did kind of touch on most of the movie. I mean, the ending, the ending was something that I didn't suspect at all. Yeah, so I guess let's kind of just wrap it up with kind of like just giving like our insight on the ending, because when me and Skywalker were watching it, um, right away, we're like, we're erasing him. They're erasing him from the universe. Mm -hmm. Right. And my thought the whole time was like, oh, he's going to end up in the Sony universe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't anticipating the spell just to to happen. Right. Mm -hmm the spell that he didn't want to happen, like I wasn't expecting him to just be like, you know what, just just run it. It's going to fix everything, run the spell. Mm-hmm. So that made me really happy, but also being able to see him, I'm going to find you. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to restart. I'm going to find you. I'll make it work. I'll, I'll make you believe that I'm Spider-Man or I'm Peter Parker. You, right. know. you know, you know, it'll, it'll work out. And I'm going to tell you all about it again when it, yeah. For, tell you all about it when for I me you. i thought it was like all that was well and good and and i liked i thought it was particularly brilliant for the mcu to correct um not well i don't want to say correct because that sounds like that they made that they Mistakes. made a, a no, mistake yeah. but they had to introduce spider-man in a certain way right? right they didn't have a choice they were like we can't origin this guy we have to put him in <laughs> in this certain way but they were able to loop the story back to creating an origin for him, right. which I thought was yeah. absolutely masterful. Um, and I didn't think that it was going to yeah, be possible yeah, cause, cause or that people... it was going to happen. You know, when it came to um, Peter, like in the comic books, Spider-Man always wears his mask. There isn't mm. anybody that knows that he is Peter. Like there, there just isn't. Even other superheroes, when they team up, 
he's Spider-Man. Like, they talk about it. They're like, why don't you reveal your identity? Like, that's why that was a huge thing in Civil War right. in the comic books of him revealing his identity. But they never were able to do that. And now they've they've matched that in the MCU where Spider-Man exists, but no one knows that it's Peter Parker. And he's going to protect that forever now, which right. is great. And showing him getting the apartment, being on his own, sewing his own yeah. suit. It was unbelievable Very Tobey Maguire to, to see it. Like when not was, just Tobey Maguire, it's Spider Man. Yeah. Like like But it the way was, Tobey Maguire did it. I guess that's what I, when I think of that. Well, Spider-Man, because Andrew yeah. Garfield did that too. You know, he mm-hmm. sewed his own suit and like put it all together and everything. But it 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 just the reason why mm-hmm. and it not being an origin. I couldn't believe that you were able to construct a story that would make that like the reason it was, it why was a, it was without it being an origin of it being so dark, but needed, but very lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Right. And lighthearted. Lighthearted. Yeah. Lighthearted in the sense that Peter's he's finally at the maturity yeah, and now it, where he realizes and I think it's crazy. This, but he's it on is. his own. Yeah. He, he's on his own honestly, and he accepts it and he's okay with that. Spider-Man on his own. I mean, honestly, yeah, <laughs> honestly, I've, it's, it's crazy. Cause this Spider-Man, Tom Holland, Spider-Man should be five years older than he is. You know, he should have been in college already. They really loopholed that to keep him as young yeah, as he could. For sure. Just by blipping him. Yeah. Cause they, I mean, they really, what was, there was no really no point of blipping him other than, um, having like like they didn't really need to write him in to be blipped, but they just did it because it's like it's perfect, you know. Like we can have him at the same age for you know another movie or two, and mm-hmm. it's exactly what they did. And it was brilliant. Yeah, it was. It was Marvel's like, really like, like it was very ahead. it was very calculated, and I just I just didn't see it coming, and and I I don't know, man. I just really appreciated them throwing that in because they didn't have to. They right. could have easily just ended the movie yeah. with him refusing to talk to MJ yeah. and Ned and have him walk out and it'd just be like, all right, you know, that's the end ba- of the movie. Go and back right. on the police scanner. Like yeah, exactly. But, you know, like or cool. not even going on. Like he, he never really used a police scanner before. Like it was just, didn't Toby have one though? Like Toby, scanner? Toby had one. He had an actual Toby scanner. had an, like the point of it wasn't to be like Toby. No, I know. Right. That's what I loved the, about it. The point it, of it was like, him becoming the comic accurate, the, the Peter Parker that needs to be on his own. No Stark tech. Phase four is about comic accuracy. Yes. yes. So for them to find a way to get comic book accurate with Spider-Man in the most seamless way, it was just unbelievable to me. Like, like, let's I, just I throw just, all this crazy stuff at you and then just... It was right, the craziest the, origin. You had a five and a half movie origin story to get to the point where... There's like, no way home. Where there's no way home. Yeah. But, yeah, and it is crazy because, I mean, he's been in other movies. He's been in Endgame and Infinity War for... So basically, just to throw that out there, everything Mm -hmm. that's happened with Spider-Man so far has happened. Civil War has happened. The Homecoming series has happened. People still know who Spider-Man is. All that's changed is no one knows who Peter Parker or they don't know who Peter Parker is. Yeah, and none of his friends or fellow heroes know who Peter Parker is. But they know who Spider-Man is. Right. Which, it's crazy because like that works out. And probably something that you should have said in the beginning. Right. But, you know, we, we yeah. wouldn't have a movie if you well, said that. One more thing 
um, before we go into the mid credit end credit is at the end of the very end of the movie, after the police scanner, after, you know, he resewed a new suit. Um, and I think it's because he can't, he, he did a new suit because he couldn't repair his other suits. They're probably like damaged or something. He probably doesn't yeah. have the technology to repair it because he's, he doesn't have access he to, the to start no more and all yeah. that. But at the end of the movie, he's swinging in the snow and he even crosses, I think the, where the ice cream, ice cream rink in the ice Rockefeller Center. Yeah. And that just leads me to like, think like immediately hawkeye like that's literally what's happening in hawkeye you know type thing so it's like tree and are we gonna see him in the last episode of hawkeye are we gonna get a silhouette are are we maybe gonna just even if it's just him swinging by yeah or are we gonna get him as peter parker are we gonna get him as spider-man um we'll see we'll see it's pretty it's just a little interesting tidbit and i mean they wouldn't just put that there you know just because because the rockefeller center is something that is you know it's it's like no, a staple no, yeah, for sure of, especially but, in but to have another to have another show happening around that same time it's kind of like you very interesting you and i mean the show is literally happening at the same time right now as the that's movie the beautiful just came thing out. bro is that yeah. everything's tying in together happening during the same they time. tied that one in and if like, it happens that was like a loophole like yeah. uh they really threaded the needle and then like one. if it happens yeah. awesome if it doesn't happen awesome because it's gonna be great no matter what yeah, this last episode I'm I'm hyped for. But yeah, let's get into the mid credit and credit, and then we can get into the flicky awards. All right, let's do okay, it. Okay, cool. Um, Sinister Six apparently. Yeah, the sixth. The yes. sixth Sinister. The sixth Sinister was revealed as the mid <laughs> mid credit. My boy scene. was in Mexico getting lit, getting trying, trying to figure out trying to figure out what was going drunk. on in the universe. Yes, yes, and making fun of a aliens, name like Hulk. Aliens like Hulk. don't love stones; they love eating brains and. So do you think in Ven in the next? I feel Venom, like he just improv that whole thing. He did. Do you think in the next Venom he'll he'll remember all that, right? Um, yeah, I think he will. That's interesting. Or at least because like, he's the I only think Venom would because Venom's been to multiple yeah, universes. Yeah, but anyway, he's the so. only villain that we're still gonna see more of. Yeah, which also leaves me curious. Like, even though Peter, well, because them, all the other villains were already cured. Yeah, and they, yeah. Obviously, quick, they couldn't just cure because him he cured them be. doesn't mean they don't perish. No, okay, go. It, it's a it's, it's weird. a whole it's, thing with the time. Like Hulk said, it like just because you go back and change the past doesn't mean you change the future. You know, like you're just creating a new timeline. So I think that's just what's gonna happen. The weird part that they hadn't addressed, which I hope that they would address, is why Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin is alive because he he shouldn't be. Um, right. No, so I, I was, I mean, this is just a, a little video that I saw from Screen Crush. Um, all the villains were brought in at the exact moment they found out when Peter Parker was Spider-Man. When so, they came to the realization that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay, so, so then so the Green, realization Green for, Goblin was for Thanksgiving Yeah, was when, when he saw the cut on his arm. Yeah. And then uh, Sandman... Don't really remember Sandman. Sandman was, and then um, Doc Ock was when he was uh, choking him on the bridge, and then yeah. he took his mask off and saw that it was Peter Parker. Um, gotcha. The lizard was the one in the sewer when he turned the camera over and he saw property of Peter Parker. Um, I guess the only one is Electro. I don't know if Electro. He really he mentioned knew. in the movie where he was like, "I was whipping Spider Man's tail and shit, I was about to die." Yeah. 
Yeah, but, but he, he didn't, didn't know, know that, that it was Peter Parker. That's yeah. what. That's the only loophole. I don't know why. I don't really care. So either way, they, they, they just popped out right before they're yeah. gonna, they're before they're going to get theirs. Before they're going to yeah. get got that too. Except for Green Goblin. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a, it's a continuity error. Obviously, yeah. there's always going to be continuity errors. No movie is perfect. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Well, so Still good enough. Some of it, I mean, I it's like 95 percentile for like making yeah, sense. For sure. But to get a movie that with all of what's going on to be 95 percentile. Hard yeah, yeah like, it's difficult. Especially yeah. That's, why, that's why Marvel doesn't show dates in movies anymore. Three different yeah, properties. True. Like, come on, that's crazy. I mean, yeah. they, they covered up May's uh, tombstone. Exactly. So that we didn't know what, they were like, what ah, day ah, it was. Ah, you ain't going to get us this time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Not even, we got it in Eternals, I guess. Yo, I got something. Yeah, I was re- I was reading about this about the whole electro thing, mm-hmm. and that he did say in the movie that he was like on the power grid absorbing data. Oh, so that's when he found he, out he knows Peter Parker by name because he absorbed that data, but not by face, which is why he was like really oh. trying to put a face to the name. Yeah, and that makes sense. That, that name, makes sense. That face was just man. Not, you know what? Miles, but you know, <sighs> I hope y'all get a fact checker for your podcast. Because... Hey, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure Marvel has <laughs> no, the good. details. That's a good tidbit. Marvel has You're the welcome. details of how. <laughs> Electro probably found out. We probably won't ever know. They're like, they'll release there's a book. A, uh, yeah, unless there's a they'll, book they'll or behind the scenes and, and or something. It's like, oh, it, there yeah. it is. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of facts that come out, and we're going to be like, oh, I had no idea. So, uh, Imagine yeah, Electro sorry, back, to, back, to back to the mid credit. Back to this guy. We, we, get the, we get the banter between the bartender and Venom. And the Avengers don't exist in any Avengers, other universe. They don't exist. What, what is that? I don't know so what that is. You're in a band. Is that a band? You're in a band? It's ridiculous. Um, symbiote. I think that's. I think that's what it comes down to. Because symbiote. That's it. The, Next scene. Yeah. <laughs> so no. we, yeah. we get we get Venom in Mexico right as uh the Vent. Button. yeah it's the, just the Tom spells Hardy, completed yeah. just mm-hmm. Eddie Brock yeah we we get Eddie Brock um getting sucked back into the Sony universe but lo and behold there is a small piece of symbiote mm-hmm. still in Mexico left mm-hmm. there yeah. which I think was definitely an afterthought. Like, Do you think that one was an afterthought? I think I think Tom Hardy was an afterthought because Well yeah, he was they, in the movie. So Exactly. Like they were like, yeah. Okay, we gotta figure out a way. When they did let's when they did the the Carnage, you know, Venom Sony. two yeah. And they were like, okay, how could we tie these two in together? Well, we can do two end credit scenes, Sony but we can't sure. tie them, like, we can't bring the actors in, so we'll bring, you know, we'll, we'll make it isolated for both of them. Yeah. I think and Sony for sure was just like, all right, now how can we add Venom? And Marvel's like, uh, I don't I don't think we could do that. And they're like, come on, if you don't do it, you can't, you can't do all this. And it's like, damn, all right. All right, we'll fit them in figure somewhere. It out. We'll figure it out. No worries. And well, it just that's never made sense. And mid credit scenes are for now. So. It just yeah. never made sense for Venom to go up against Tom Holland Spider Man anyway. Right. Like it was. It just wasn't oh, no. going to make sense at all. No matter how you sliced it, it just wasn't. Yeah, the tone, not Tom it wasn't, it wasn't. Just didn't. The make only any thing sense. that would make sense is just that the symbiote hive mind knows who Peter Parker yeah. is and. But so, even then, like that barely made sense. Like yeah. they barely threw that in where it was like, wait, what? Yeah, at the, All at the of a sudden, of, like, what are you talking about? At the end of Venom not, yeah, yeah, that the high, whole hive mind thing is never going to be brought up. The again. only thing they could have done was leave a piece of the symbiote in the MCU, which is what we saw. And, w- where and they I don't believe, have to capitalize on that right, either. Where they could I believe just leave we're going to get a either Agent well, Venom, which I, is very to me, it's very slight because I don't like the. Cast I think of the it goes Flash. back to what you were saying, like borrowing characters. They're like, all right. Well, you can borrow this character, but it can't be our character. Yeah, So exactly. you're going to have to create your own, 
Um, Your own variant. It's probably only going to be, you can make one movie or you can make Mm -hmm. a show and Mm -hmm. you can probably have them in this many movies, blah, blah, blah. So we'll see what they do. I mean, it it's interesting. I mean, we've seen, you know, post credit scenes change and like, you know, with Thanos have already having the gauntlet and then not having the gauntlet. So anything can happen. And they don't really have to use it because, I mean, it's all Sony contracts. So yeah. if they don't want to use it, then they won't. But I think they will. I think Asian Venom will most likely be where they're going to go. You I don't so? think, yeah, I don't think that they're going to have venom versus spider-man from like a villain standpoint because venom in its current iteration you think be, is uh, an anti-hero venom? yeah so, so I, I think i think the main thing will be flash is that i just don't like the ca- i just don't like the casting i don't like the, casting of, the casting of flash either so but what i, I think, think it is is it. that it's fla- penis parker <laughs> or i mean i don't know if they'll bring in harry they might bring in harry yeah. but it happens still it can happen so Obviously, <laughs> what makes Venom Venom is kind of like his attachment to Spider-Man more so. Mm-hmm. So I think the only way they could tie that in would be Flash is such a fanboy of Spider-Man wants to be like Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when the symbiote attracts itself to him, he's like, oh, wow, I'm kind of like Peter now. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like Spider-Man now, now rather. Mm-hmm. So how can I look? Boom. Spider-Man. Yeah. I can see that. So Unfortunately, I, th- I just don't like who they casted as Flash. But Terrible casting, bro. I mean, he's a great actor. They're just all kids when they were casted. He's just a casting. Like, all the castings we saw of Flash before have not been kids. Even with Mary Jane. (laughs) Joe uh, Joe Magdanello, what's his name? He's Um, uh, Deathstroke. uh, Yeah. DiMaggio? Isn't it DiMaggio? It's not Joe DiMaggio. In the first first trilogy, right? Yeah, in the original trilogy. Yeah. 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 But actually, the the Flash that was in the Amazing Spider Man would have been the best Flash to be Agent Venom. Mm-hmm. Oh no, nah, man, he looked like MGK. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about All that. All right, so last end credit scene, end credit teaser trailer, trailer. It's a teaser trailer. Has that been done before? Nope. No, huh? I, I, Only in music I, videos. Oh no! <laughs> I, the way I took it was like when we get the trailer for Far From Home. You get Tom Holland like, hey, if you haven't seen Endgame, don't watch this trailer. So the fact that they're like, okay, well, like we're just gonna give everybody the trailer now because a teaser trailer now because uh, yeah, you have to watch this movie to kind of understand. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's like a, a a full trailer. I feel like it was it. Was, I call it like a featurette. You know, I, like that. I mean, we can't even like a, see it again. Yeah, yeah it's I just mean, it's just a feature. You can only you know? go. You can only see it after the movie now, or if you find a, somebody recorded on somebody phone. recorded it. It's, yeah, it's up I, on YouTube I, somewhere. I, I, it's on YouTube. I've watched like it a few that, times. One of the one of the key things about it though is that this is the first time that an MCU movie referenced a Disney Plus movie or a Disney show. Plus show. You right. know, with Doctor Strange saying this isn't about Westview, right? Which so what is, is this was about? Pretty cool. What do you know about that? Yeah, they're finally tying it in. I mean, yeah, they have yeah. I mean, no, Hawkeye. And we got Elena. some. Um, Black Widow. But he's talking yeah, about actually, like the referencing. Yeah. yeah, well, but other way around, though, because the shows have always referenced the movies, but having a movie that's reference the show, show. That's true. Um, and, you know, we got glimpses of, of Mordo with his cornrows, <laughs> um, which I thought were hilarious. That was Marie two years um, ago. <laughs> it's going to be me in a few years. <laughs> And then well, yeah. um, we also got our first glimpse of America Chavez. Yeah. Um, yes, which, bro. Which was really time. cool. Yeah. I immediately was super excited. Like to, to sincere was like, who is that? Because <laughs> I, I did. He caught the, the, the star, shield. The I star didn't. Star. Yeah. I didn't even 
catch it. Not even the second time I caught Marie, it. She, she, she let the people know who America Chavez is. America Chavez is it, actually, she's an alien um, and multiverse traveler. And she could punch holes in different dimensions, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how they're going to do her origin story, um, this one. But I believe like her mother and father mm-hmm. are from like a like Jupiter or something like that or from Venus or something. And um, she's like escaping her home world and ends up like, you know, finding our universe by like so, traveling through the multiverse. Right. Does Miss Marvel come out before? No, Miss Marvel? Marvel got pushed back till 2023. What? Yep. Both Miss Marvel that and the Marvel. That show almost came out this year. How did they push yeah. it back so far? I don't know. So, real quick, America Chavez, she's Miss Marvel? No. No, she's okay. not. Cool. She's not. America Chavez has nothing to do with the Marvels at all. Okay, cool. She's mm-hmm. her own character. Um it's it's just it's one of those things where it's like I don't know why they went with like the star and like America with her like being <laughs> like a traveling like An alien? You know, like a cosmic person you know like it just it kind of seems like captain marvel and the star i don't know i don't like again i have no idea how they're going to do her origin story like i was the only reason why it made sense for her to be in the multiverse of madness is because she punches holes into into the multiverse multiverse. but i don't Mm -hmm. know how dr strange is going to find her i it from what i've like kind of read um it's it's like america chavez is going to be like the person kind of like showing what the multiverse looks like from a ground level, Mm. you know, that we aren't, that we haven't seen before because he who remains, we've seen from a very outside perspective and Dr. Strange has like a a magic kind of perspective, but America Chavez is going to be like what we're seeing, like of, of of it being normalized and like what that Mm. looks like. So I think that she'll be the character that we kind of follow through the multiverse of madness until like Doctor Strange, like really, really gets involved. But the other big part is that we see what looks like to be Strange Supreme. Yep. Um, which you know is pretty interesting. I don't think that it's the same Strange Supreme from What, what if? if because that Strange Supreme has been reformed. Right. However, I, I think, think that it is a variant, a variant yeah. of Doctor Strange that is. Strange gonna Supreme. be strange supreme in the MCU. Yeah, because right I mean, in the trailer we also see Strange marrying um, the person that he lost. Oh no, she didn't die actually in the in the Doctor Strange show. She didn't die in, in Doctor movie. Strange, no. But um, in the sh- in the in the show, what if, what if? we see a constant? Yeah, what did I say? Absolute point. What did I say? I said what if, right? Yeah, you said yeah. what if. Okay, yeah, my bad. Um. But yeah, like we see it time and time again where she dies in What If and he tries to bring her back and he wants to marry her. So I feel like, yeah, there's an absolute point where he can't be with her, but he wants to be with her. And it just it just kind of echoes that uh, What If and then going into Multiverse of Madness. I feel like they've been teasing us with yeah. Doctor Strange for a while now. It's going to be huge. It's, it'll be similar. It's going to be huge. Everything is going to be amazing. Everything's going to be unprecedented now. Like they've been trying um, to show us the evil Strange they showed it like what twice already. Yeah, or he things was, are he about was to be kids. Interesting. Yeah, it's really really crazy. So um, over the weekend, uh, Spider Man pulled in about three hundred million, close to it. Uh, it went from a one hundred to a ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I believe. Nice. Um, yeah, it's it's the second highest second. grossing movie um, next to Endgame. Um, 
I think the exact number is like two hundred ninety something million, but it's damn near, damn near, you know, three hundred. Yeah, and but, that was just the first weekend. Yeah, and and uh, it's just on track to doing insane numbers. I think that every Marvel movie that is kind of pushing the entire universe will do a billion. Um, like it's almost automatic now. They're they're it's like Drake numbers. Like they're just gonna it's gonna be an automatic bill. Yeah. You know, just every single time. I don't think there's I think, a time that they'll uh, miss. That whole cast is just set for life, dog. Well, no, mate, no the studio is set for life. <laughs> the studio is, yeah. is is good. But some of these actors, which is why Tom Holland doesn't know whether he's coming back for another trilogy, because he's trying to get that RDJ bread and say, hey, this one's bringing in a billion. I'm going to need you guys to pay me 20 mil I was just thinking, and I'm, I want to talk yeah. about Next this. Time. I'm, I'm going to talk about this later, too. I was just thinking how young these actors are and that they could be, like, actors of the next decade. Yeah. Like, the best For actors sure. of the next decade. For sure. For sure. You so, know, they, could, they will, got plenty of time. we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Totally. Totally. You but know, we're going to get into all, best actors and all, all that in stuff all. in a little bit. What would you give the movie? What did we rate the movie? It? 9 out of 10. 9.5. Nine out of ten. If, if, Nine point seven. If, if if Toby would have gave me a little bit better, more acting, like better acting, he's old then, man. He's not anything, that old. He doesn't look older. Sam Jackson, I mean, I guess Sam Jackson's seventy three. I guess Defoe. Hey, shout is out, old. shout out, Sam. Jackson. Happy birthday, Sam Jackson. Defoe was MVP of the movie, though. Defoe, like, bro. I can't wait to see Tom Holland Spider Man have flashbacks. I honestly, the <laughs> to be honest, I I want to give the MVP to Doc Ock. Alfred he, Molina. He had yes, Alfred Molina is MVP. As much as I loved, he had the most screen time. Not only did he have the most screen time, but he had to play two different versions of of himself. He played a Doc Ock that we've never seen, like in control, like yeah, is is still as powerful. He 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 played all the versions of Doc Ock that needed to be played in Mm. in one movie. Just without the bowl cut. So I I give it to him. I think that he he. He Hello, did that, Peter. like yeah, I did, no. like with Willem. With Willem, I still sometimes see that it's Willem, right? But with Doc Ock, I wasn't at all thinking, "Oh, that's Alfred Molina." I was like, "That's Otto Octavius the entire time." I mean, I don't know. And I don't I think, think that, I've seen another movie with Alfred Molina. In it, that's so. my point. Yeah. So, uh, nine point <laughs> seven all the way around. Um, solid nine. 9.2. That sucks though, because if I do it's, see him in another 9.2. movie, I'm be like, "Oh, that's Doc Ock." It's definitely <laughs> the trash. best um, third movie of any Marvel it's MCU great, character. Yeah, it's a great trilogy. It's, um, it's one of the better Spider-Man movies out of all the trilogies. For sure. and Because yeah. oh, it involves Andrew all the never Spider-Man. got a trilogy, but it's in, I digress. It's in oh, the top we'll five MCU movies. We'll it, it, is is top five. it is in the top, top five. Top five, hands down. It will. They're, they're, I don't, top three? Hmm. No, don't know if he. I don't know if it cracks the top three, but it's in the top five. I don't think that there's any any way. I I just don't think that there's any way to really. We'll have this discussion at the end of 2022. Yeah, Yeah. we'll see for sure. There's gonna be a lot coming out. Um, but yeah, we will now get into our most anticipated. I hope you've been waiting for this, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ace here with the Soundflick Boys. This is (laughs) the third annual. Third second. annual? Second. Second annual? Wow. What was I doing two years ago? The we flickies. didn't do one the first time around. Yeah, the flickies. The flickies. If you guys know what the flickies is, this is our take 
on all things flicks and sounds. We should have had our fact checker introduce it. Hold on. I have a quick fact check. We should do this. As we wrap up this segment, listeners, I have two fact checks for you. Oh, One, okay. there is a POV shot in Homecoming, for sure. Confirmed. Ha-ha. And the total gross is $260 million U.S., $600 million globally, with the exclusion of China. Wow. You may not proceed to the next segment. Why is China excluded? That's what Google said. I don't know, man. I don't Censorship. Know stuff. I don't <laughs> actually, How are you going to just, so just know, ruin that awesome transition I don't for know us. any of these facts. This is just, <laughs> I'm really good at Google. And also, no, that's it. No, yeah, Our right, Googler. <laughs> but yeah, Google. finally getting into our Flicky Awards. Um, a little bit excited to to talk about these a little bit. Oh, you did you change this or did you just add this? I changed it. Oh, okay. Because what was it before? doesn't matter. I, I don't even it. remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, I saw it earlier. Just though. to kind of share some of the categories we'll be kind of touching base on. Uh, we got score of the year, show of the year, movie of the year, surprise movie of the year, um, animation of the year, best uh, best actor of the year, and then best actress of the year. Best, best actress. Which I don't agree with. I feel like regardless of whether you're an actor or an actress, you are yeah. an actor. I, when I so. say actor, I don't mean it gender-wise. It's just you're an actor. It's just very hard to choose. That's the point. <laughs> it's very hard to choose, that's, man. That's the point. But I mean, yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from too. And when we'll do, you did we'll mention do it for this it, year, we'll be more inclusive next year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When you did <laughs> mention it, me. though, like I did have to do a little bit of thinking, and then just one came to mind. So that's good. Cool. All right, y'all. Um, anybody want to kick it off? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll go, I'll go and take sure. it. So. Score of the year. Let's go. Cool. We so, we are sound flick and we love we love yes, sounds. We did want to we, we love the music and the the sounds that are incorporated scores. into these movies. So we thought it was a fitting category for us to discuss yeah. the score of the year. Um, the parameters of this category is the the music and the sound of the movie that drew us in, that um, represented the style of of the movie that. Um, just really stood out um, on its own mm. um, and either made the movie or uh, just brought something to the movie yeah. that that if it wasn't in there, it would have changed, changed the, 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 the entire vibe, dynamics, the yeah, entire dynamic. vibe. Yeah. So um, we the for this year's awards, we are going to each select our winner, our personal flicky that we are giving to Flickies. this movie. Um, for score of the year, yeah. gentlemen, drum roll, please. I don't have a drum roll sound effect. I gotta add that. Next you time. do. I guess I'll go first though. My score of the year is the harder they fall. Ah, the reggae cowboys. Yeah, the reggae cowboys. It really just reminds me of like, like stuff like Bob Marley, like Buffalo Soldier type thing. Like it's just perfect. Like you, like you don't think about cowboys outside of America, but there's cowboys all over the world and bringing that reggae aspect into the movie. And then even originals with, uh, Kid Cudi and Jay-Z, uh, just adding hip hop, more hip hop too to a cowboy movie. It's just, it was just beautiful. Jelly dog. It made the movie, uh, I wouldn't say it made it a lot better because the movie was already good, but it did make it better. I think, um, I don't know. I just, I just felt so giddy, like listening to so the giddy. reggae. I like that like, word. Like it just giddy. felt right hearing that sound selection for that movie. Right. 
especially in a black cowboy movie representing it through music and through actors and yeah that's my score of the year cool i'll uh, i'll follow up with skywalker so for myself uh, my favorite score slash soundtrack of this year shang chi the legend of the ten rings um shout out 88 rising getting their flowers yes. for this uh for this soundtrack um very good mixture of pop and hip hop and great features. We get great features like Jenna Iko, Sway Lee, yet again, um, 21 Savage, Rich Brian. I think Rick Ross is on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anderson Pack has a single on there. Like just perfect combination of people that have um, their own Asian heritage. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the composer for the score itself was Joel P. West's. Um, just, just the beauty of those, um, Eastern Asian instruments being used in the fight scenes. Or, Mm -hmm. um, I think for me, what really stuck out was when the father and mother meet and they're dancing or fighting, like Mm -hmm. just scenes like that, just super beautiful. So for myself, my, my flicky is going to go to Shang-Chi. That's a good one. Yes. That's a good one. I agree. I like that one one a lot too. And Narik can attest with this to me. We did say Shang-Chi's soundtrack was better than uh, CLB. Yes. Yes, it was. I still stand by that. Um, I still haven't heard that album. My flicky is going to go to a recent movie that just came out uh, starring Andrew Garfield uh, called Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, It is the story of Jonathan Larson. Uh, If you peep our last episode, I I go into it a little bit. Um, I just felt that the songwriting um, was just amazing. Uh, The song performances through the movie was great. Andrew Garfield can sing. He learned how to sing for this role. Um, and you know, all of the actors, Vanessa Hudgens was, was in it as well. She was singing and, um, there were just so many actors who were just giving it their all and it just sounded great. Um, the music was great. Shout out Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yep. Lin-Manuel Miranda for, um, for writing and for, you know, working, working on that soundtrack and that score. Um, it was just very, very well done, you know? So they, they have my flicky for this year. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, you know, musical, you would think there would be a musical. The, yeah, you know, it's kind of like a cheat code, but <laughs> not really. They just, they just did like a cheat code, yeah, but not really. Yeah, yeah. But not really. I, I mean, I honestly, they, they the picks that we have, I, I see it and I, I, I really think, okay, yeah. Proud these, of us. These are good scores of we the year. We know what we're talking about. Of the year. Do we have a, applauses? Uh, yeah, of course we do. We got to get it. And the winner is, I got to update this. All right, y'all. Well, that round of applause wraps up. Next category we are moving on to is drum roll, please. Uh, How's the audio going to pick this up? Show of the year. Show of so the year. So we have watched a crap load of shows this year. Yeah, streaming. We have binged. We had our streaming wars. Yeah. We we've had our own personal arguments and love for the same shows and yeah. So I'm very curious to see. I mean, I I mean I can see it in the notes, but. To hear what my yeah. uh, what my co-stars have to say, yeah, I, so um, I'll, I'll I'll just start it off real quick. Yeah, go for it. My love for breakdown videos <laughs> and theories Did it start here? and dialogue all kind of came out because of this one show. So my flicky of this year is going to get given to Wandavision. Nice. Wandavision right. set such a standard. For one, just podcasts and breakdowns in general, for just general insight and theories. Um, I really nerded out this year regarding that, and WandaVision is the main reason why. Um, But just beautifully written, beautifully shot, um, and just 
Just the overall impact that it had on the MCU alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mephesto, bro. <sighs> Look, man. He's there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like he's going to go to somewhere. But yeah, no, that's cool. Um, I was actually going to choose a Marvel movie. And that was before I even saw your choice for WandaVision. But I was like, I don't want... I feel like that's a little too easy. You know, you didn't choose a Marvel movie for a I mean, show a, a movie year. show, okay. a Marvel show. A I, movie I just, show. I just didn't. I just didn't want it to be too that is easy. What they're like a, a quick default. Like, oh, that's that was easy. You like, didn't want it to be a popularity contest. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like it's it's things. These are things that we liked a lot this mm-hmm. year. And while other people may disagree, mm-hmm. um, I really liked true story on netflix the movie i mean the show i keep saying movie the show with kevin hart and wesley snipes where kevin hart plays himself and gets into this crazy situation where he's pretty much being set up but he finds out he kills somebody and they have to get rid of the body and it just Mm -hmm. leads to a whole snowball effect of of things happening and it just gets super out of hand and I just feel like Kevin Hart is just out of his element. You know, he's still being, you know, funny, but this show is just super dramatic, takes mm-hmm. each for turns each end of the episode. You never want to stop watching it. I, I think even Narik was like, damn, I got to go to sleep, but I, I just want to keep watching yeah, it. Yeah, right? I, I binged it. I binged and, it. And yeah, yeah, like I did the same thing. So I, I really was shocked and surprised mm-hmm. <laughs> about this show. I didn't know it was going to come out until the day that it came out and I saw what it was about uh, when I read about it and I just tapped in and never looked back. And I, I would say that's my show of the year. Like that's the one that when I think of shows, I, I think off top that one, it was either going to be that one or my honorable mention is Loki. Mm. But yeah, I feel like Loki was a little too easy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wanted to pick a non-Marvel TV show as well. Um, something that stuck Ooh. out for me uh, was Ted Lasso. Um, yeah, hey man, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. I always hear about that. Is, I still haven't seen it. Oh, just such an amazing, kind, um, original IP. I think, um, even though I get the 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 guy's name wrong all the time, Jason Sudeikis. Thank you, sincere Sudeikis. Um, he just played such a perfect character. And the cast all are perfect for the characters that they are. Um, it's just such an original story. Um, very, very well written. Um, and you learn things while watching the show that I think is something that I always cherish whenever it comes to a TV show. A TV show needs to be more than just entertainment. You need right. to be able to like learn Things like they address things like therapy and dealing with loss and coping with relationships and and winning and believing in yourself and um, making changes for for the better and growing. And they do all of this where that's wrapped in not necessarily I wouldn't call it particularly a comedy, um, but there's so much comedy in it um, and it's. It's just a beautiful show. It's yeah. a show that I hope continues for as many seasons as mm-hmm. as it could as it possibly can as it possibly can without it overdoing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Right. With without it being overdone, I I I 
I kind of put it in the same category. I feel like Jason has something like how Issa Rae has Insecure. Mm. Like it's just one of those shows that's very unique to the person who's writing it. And as long as the person who's writing it and who's believing and in passionate it about is it. passionate about it, then it's going to be a great show like regardless. Mm-hmm. So I just hope that he he's aiming for five, six seasons, you know, something along those lines. We're waiting on the third season. It's not and, only up uh, to him, though. It's not only up to him, but Apple I, TV. you know, yeah. I, I see, I don't, I don't see any reason why they've won multiple Emmys for both seasons. Um, yeah, they no. swept the Emmys, so like, I think Apple TV, um, as one of its IPs, wants to keep it going. Yeah, right. so I for just, sure. I hope I that guess, he keeps it going. I guess too. what I mean is not that they wouldn't keep a season going, is if Apple TV will last that long. Oh, I mean, I think it can go wherever it needs to go. Some some streaming services will buy it if it, mm. for whatever reason, mm-hmm. doesn't keep on on Apple TV. Right. Like for or sure, merge. I can see mergers right. happening. Yeah, eventually, or like it be on Amazon or like yeah, something like eventually that. Eventually, you know? some of these streaming platforms can be like, hey, we gotta look. Netflix is is out of here. We gotta we gotta. All right, up. we already had streaming wars. We Come don't on, need to man. talk about that. Man. Oh no. <laughs> but yeah, but that is my uh, pick for show of the year, Ted Lasso. Can you take lead on the surprise movie of the year, sir? Sure. Yes. Sir. All right. So for you change oh, your your pick. Again, let me get us. I, I, you know, I just be doing stuff. People be changing um, the picks over here, but it's cool. I, I, I did like both of your. I picks. didn't know these are called the pickies. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the the flickies. Um, we can get a, a round of applause, man. You got to be yeah, on. The, you got to be on the applauses. It's because I got to keep changing back. You, you don't have. I to need to get back. the. I need to get the button. Burr, 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 burr. And it'll be way easier. Yeah. Um, so our next category is surprise movie of the year. And this category, yes, I I know how to do this. Thank you, man. Um, I'm sorry. This, this category is about, um, Uh, the movie that, uh, was the unexpected. Um, and, and that could be in multiple ways. So it could be a movie that, uh, maybe you had a perception about and upon watching the movie, and finishing the movie, it changed your entire perception of the mm. movie. Or it can be a movie that you didn't have any expectations for, didn't think that it was going to be anything at all. It was just on a random, and all of a sudden, um, it drew you in. Yeah. It, it brought you all the way to the finish. It sparked something in you and turned it itself quickly into a movie that you share with others and encourage others to watch as well. So these are the picks for surprise movie of the year. Drum roll, please. My pick is Netflix's Concrete Cowboy. Oh yeah, um, that's a good pick. With, with Idris Alba and uh, Homeboy from Stranger Things. Um, yeah, Caleb. Caleb McLaughlin. Caleb McLaughlin. That's Miles Morales um, in my mind. Maybe Miles Morales needs to be black and and Latino. Uh, you're right. But, um, you know, I, I'm with it, you know, for sure. If they end up going that route, cool. Uh, but, however, um, Concrete Cowboy is a movie about cowboys um, in Philadelphia, in the streets of Philadelphia, um, where, you know, obviously there isn't a lot of ranches or anything like that. But there, it, there was these cowboys who, um, you know, they raised horses in this concrete kind of place and it really uh taught 
the people growing up there a lot of character, how to how to handle um, these these animals, how to care for them, how to stay take care of trouble. them, stay out of trouble. It, it it gave them an outlet that otherwise inner city kids would have fell to violence, gangs, um, and different in crime and, and drugs. And um, this movie was something that uh, I th- could have been fiction, mm. but I think finding out that it was nonfiction um, and that this was actually a place and that these characters actually mm-hmm. exist yeah, um, really upped it for me. And then on top of that, to find out that the people that do exist were in the movie acting yeah. as well. Um, just set it over the top yeah. for me. I they just, were really good. I, I really, well. really couldn't believe that they they casted people who live there currently um, and brought brought them to the screen as well. It, in that it was authenticity. very cohesive and true to such a good film. What it's about such mm-hmm. a good film. Shout out Method Man for being in there as well. Um, and and it just it was just so well done. It was emotional. It was uh, filled with drama, and I just love the authenticity that they chose to go with, and um, and it was amazing. You know, it was a very fun watch. I was very grateful to be able to learn their story. And when I went to Philly, um, I wasn't able to go to the street, but I Google mapped it while I was there, and um, you know, it looked like how it looked in the yeah. movie, and I was just like. This is dope. Like, it's literally, like, north of here, 40 minutes. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? So that was pretty cool just to kind of even be in the vicinity of history, especially in being in a, in a city that's so filled with history itself. Now we need to, now we need to go. Yeah. One day. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I'll go next. Uh, my surprise movie of the year was King Richard. This is... HBO. This is a... Yeah, look at us. Like, mm-hmm. switching. Switching switch platforms. <laughs> yeah. But this, this movie... I didn't know it was going to come out this year. Um, I didn't see no promo for it really up until probably the month it was going to come out. And then I saw it was going to come out on HBO Max. So I was like, sure, I think I'll I'll watch that movie. And I think if I would have saw it in theaters, I, I would have liked it just as much, maybe a little bit more. But I didn't have any expectations for this movie. I, I'm not really a fan of like these type of like biopic uh, origin type stories, but and especially with Will Smith, I feel like he's he's never really been the actor that I think people always wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. And other than, you know, in Pursuit of Happiness, um, one of his be- best movies. And this kind of resembled that same emotion in, in King Richard. Mm-hmm. And especially with a true story as heartfelt as, you know, the Williams family coming up from where they did. And where they are now, you know, and it really took them so long and it's, it pays homage to their dad, mm-hmm. Richard. And, and yeah, like this movie just is super heartfelt, um, really good acting. Even like I said, from Will Ferrell, from the, from the daughters that played Venus and Serena, uh, John Bernthal was really good in the movie. Fire. And I, I, I learned a lot from the movie I, that I kind of, since I've seen the movie, I actually think about it a lot. And it's something that Will Smith said. Obviously, he didn't say it, but in the movie, uh, his character said, you always have to believe in yourself even when nobody else does. Mm-hmm. You know, because nobody else is going to, nobody's going to do that for you. You know, mm-hmm. right. it's just you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe in yourself, who else will? Right. Mm-hmm. So I always think about that still. Um, it just really, 
stayed in my head. I feel like now Will Smith is trying to be more inspirational, and uh, I think he really hit home with that one. Mm-hmm. And and that's my surprise movie of the year. It really did surprise me. All right. My surprise movie of the year is very surprising. Um, <laughs> very surprising, indeed. Space Jam, A New, Le- a new Legacy. Mm, I'm going to need you to uh, elaborate. <laughs> Look, man. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I think what really caught me off guard and why I liked it so much, which I kind of talked about in the Space Jam episode, was that WB was using their properties properly. Mm-hmm. Mm. The movie was genuinely funny. It was a great family film. Um, I thought the whole premise was dope. We get badass Don Cheadle as basically the the antagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, man, LeBron's not a good actor. No, we all not. know this. No, he's not. Not, he's not a good all. actor at Worse all. Than Jordan, but cartoon LeBron, <laughs> voice acting very, LeBron, yeah, it's very easier to tolerable. Get, sure. um, just overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, from the from the promo to the score, I still have my box of Space Jamos up in my up in the studio. Oh yeah, but, uh, I see it more. every day. No, I already ate them. I already ate them. <laughs> oh, I kept the box. Okay. <laughs> That's the cereal. No I already ate those. Kept the box. But uh, no, yeah, Space Jam: A New Legacy was just a really like it, it really surprised me, and it really is surprising on how much I actually enjoyed the film. All right. So yeah, okay. Space Jam: yeah. A New Legacy. Round of applause. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That was the <clears throat> surprise movie of the year. Um, we'll save like in the notes the one that's next. We'll save that for the very end of it. So we'll just jump ahead to uh, animation of the year. Oh, you want to do that? All right, yeah, we'll save that too. Yeah, animation of the year. So we were kind of talking about this. Like, should we pick animated movie? But there is a lot of dope shows that came out this year that yeah. have really great animation. I, and I feel like me personally, I only saw like two animated movies that I remember. And I just didn't want to just pick a movie, like one of the oh, two. you changed yours. I did. I agreed with you. Yeah. I, I Oh, yeah. I did see that, too. Um, I just didn't want to go with the two. And then two movies that I'm talking about, I'm just going to mention is Luca and Meet the Mitchells. You know, both movies were cool and Mitchell fun. versus Machines? Mitchell versus the Machines. Yeah. Meet the Mitchells is something else, Meet right? the Millers. Meet the Millers, yeah. How we are the Millers. Um, the Mitchells versus the Machines and, and Or Luca. Ryan the Last Dragon. I, I didn't watch that one. I didn't want to, but um, yeah, I just didn't even. Like I said, I, I didn't feel like I watched too many animation movies. So I was like, let's just go animation of mm-hmm. the year. Mm-hmm. And I went with What If. Mm. Solid choice. Fire, so fire. Fire show. It's the first Marvel canon show. TV show. Animated TV show. TV show. The animated TV show. And it's just crazy what they did. Each episode. You know, giving us new stories from previous stories, you know, just changing little facts or changing a lot of facts, you know, with Thor not having a brother um, to something as little as just instead of uh, Rogers getting the serum, it's uh, Peggy getting the serum, you know. So I, I just I just really enjoyed all the stories and even where it's leading up to, uh, obviously, that last episode was insane mm-hmm. you know getting the guardians of the multiverse and then uh supreme strange just in charge and leading the command and they're all fighting and pretty much just bringing elements of different episodes into that one with the zombies and and uh the the usb mm-hmm. and all that different stuff you know mm-hmm. so it was just really fun um probably yeah i think it's the best animation of the year um, quick detour with that when you just brought that up right now um 
another cool thing that they squeezed into No Way Home is Peter with Doctor Strange's oh, yeah. cape. Yeah, they like did. Quickly. Yeah, you know, where they, where they kind of show that. When he that. was trying to catch him. Yeah, yeah. I thought that that was great. But um, I think uh, uh, I think that's a great pick, man. And I think the only other pick really to rival that, and Sincere, I think, agrees with me. Yes, yes sir. Is, is, yeah. is the animated show Invincible. Amazon, um, baby. By Amazon Prime. And they um, did it without the hype that Marvel has. Yeah. While you know, doing they, its they just... own great <clears throat> marketing run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just such a good show. Star the animation, cast. I mean, yeah, the voice cast was insane. The but the animation, you know, I, I really want to focus on on the animation of it, like the adult cartoon, just really, really well done with the sound. Like all of the animation and the sound together was just perfection. Yeah, um, there wasn't anything that was out of place. There wasn't anything that was drawn incorrectly. Um, all of the emotion that you get from the show you see on the animation that makes it makes you feel it um which i think is just huge with uh being able to to convey um what's going on and just shout out to the to the voice actors all of the voice actors who lent their talents to that show and all of the animators who put that together we got some of the most intense things we've ever seen from a superhero show um that are buried in my my brain, right. you know, that uh, I just love. Sincere, you, you have something to say? No, you kind of hit the nail on the head, man. Just overall, just from the first episode and the, the tone that was kind of set for what type of show to anticipate and then just the hype built around it from from showing the cast to them being in the studio voice acting and, and what's to come and kind of highlighting this great comic that kind of got overlooked for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, don't, I highly suggest yeah. watching Invincible, but season two and three, I'm waiting. Yep. yep. All right. applause. Good ones, guys. Some good picks. Mm-hmm. So, all right. We'll get Next into, category. We'll Go get ahead, into the meat and potatoes, the best actor the of the year. And uh, should I go first? or? Yeah. All right. So... I feel like I've talked about Tom Holland Best a lot. Best actor of the year. Best actor of the year. I feel like I've I've talked about Tom Holland a lot this year. I even mentioned about doing a Tom Holland episode at one point this year, uh, which we didn't get to, but we probably still will in the near future. Um, we'll Tom, see how uh, Uncharted he has, he has a few movies that he that he has yeah, in I mean, this year. He has Cherry, Cherry, Chaos, Chaos Walking, Walking, and then even and then the, the top movie of the year. Um, he was pretty much in the beginning, middle, end of the movie, mm-hmm. and then even um, didn't didn't come out this year. But it was still a good run of movies when he did Devil All the Time, and then uh, Cherry came out, and then Chaos Walking. Obviously, it didn't come out this year, but mm-hmm. um, I was just so like that. I, He's just on my radar at that point. And then I heard he's going to be in Uncharted. And I'm like, damn, he's really out here, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so, so yeah, pretty much these three movies um, were pretty good. I think he played the roles really well. In all three movies, he's the main character. Right. And um, just a young character, like, just a young actor. Just like I said earlier, this ca- this actor has the potential of being actor of the next decade, mm-hmm. you know? And, I mean, he's shown it in Spider-Man. Um, he's shown it in Cherry. He's shown it in Chaos Walking. He's shown it in Devil all the time. 
I mean, I, I can't wait to get more of Tom Holland. Um, obviously, Uncharted looks a little iffy, but every time I see the trailer more and more, I get a little bit excited because I'm like, oh, you know, it doesn't look that bad. Yeah, it's the stills for me, like seeing like yeah. the still picture. Maybe they'll clean it. Up. I, I feel like it looks great, like from a, from a photography standpoint, but. I don't know about the movie, but yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, see. we'll talk about that next see how year. Marky Mark holds yeah. up. Let's yeah. see. That's my best. That's my actor of the year. Okay. Yeah. Um, actor of the year for me. Very, not, not a lot of drops, but very important drops. Mm. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Majors. Some of you may know him from uh, Lovecraft. Yes. Um, or some of them, some of you may know him as he the, who remains. He, he who remains. Mm. Um, I remember when we said like, "Hey, Kang's coming." Jonathan Majors is Kang. Are we gonna get Kang at the end of Loki? And just the ten minutes that he spent on screen was the most important ten minutes in the MCU this yeah. year. Yep. Um, just introducing the whole multiverse and him just like I- I'm, I'm here, but I'm not here yet. Yeah. Yeah. And him being a very, man. a very reserved version of king the conqueror yeah just and, really set the tone and, and he then, was in the heart of the fall. yes exactly the and the heart of they fall he, he the heart of they fall he kisses as he beats on screen man this man is actor of the year is as he <laughs> um that's his criteria hey man i, I, call, it, I call it very I simple it. criteria but no ju- just two very important roles he killed it i'm so excited to see what's next but just him getting ready to be the MCU's next big bad mm-hmm. is so anticipated on my end. So John, yeah. the majors actor of the year, sir. Awesome. Cool. Um, my pick for this year is, um, Mr. Oscar Isaac, um, as, as the actor of the year. Um, I think Oscar is really, um, you know, ever since he kind of, I know he's been acting before, but he kind of hit the scene when, when force awakens mm-hmm. came out and he yeah. played Poe. Um, he broke out of his stereotypical he, role in that movie. What was his stereotypical role Always before dying, that? Like early in the movie. And all his roles, he would just die. Before that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. You know, yeah. that, that he kind <laughs> of uh, that he broke yeah, out, away from he broke out of that. Um, but I, I just think he's been on this run. Um, he's really like coming to his own as an, as an actor, like as a seasoned, you know, kind of like adult actor so so to speak mm-hmm. like he kind of fits the hollywood mold um in a way that uh yeah, it's, that's kind of strange like, yeah he just I mean, he just, just he just seasoned well well yeah he just seasoned like said, well yeah. exactly he really seasoned well and um what i love about him is that he's willing to get fully into character he's willing to do um what it takes you know right. to to be it on all scales hmm. so he has a show um, with uh, Jessica Chastain um, on HBO. Uh, I can remember the name of it right now, but it's not it's not super important to remember the name. It's just that like the the way that the show was is that he's just playing this um, this husband to her and that like they're going through their marital issues and like he's just playing it so nuanced. And then you move on to. A movie like The Card Collector, um, I believe that's what it's called, um, that he was just in with Tiffany Haddish mm. and um, who else was in that? And Willem Dafoe mm. was in that movie as well. 
um, where he just he played just this totally different actor, you know, or do- totally different character um, with and like you didn't see Oscar Isaac in it. And then you move on to like a major, you know, um, movie like Dune, you know, where it's just like this huge blockbuster you know, kind of thing. And, and he's a major character in that as well. So I just love how he can play in all of the fields and like the artsy field mm. in a super blockbuster that's like full of CGI and everything like that. And then also play like this dope indie movie actor that can pull off, you know, whatever character you kind of throw at him. You just give him the assignment um, and he knows how to execute it well. He understands yeah. the ex- the assignment and he understood the assignment for this year. Um, I think he did just a really, really good job uh, uh, this year, and I'm excited for him joining the MCU as Moon Knight and what that's, that's going to look like for next year. Yeah. Um, and I think that he's only going to have more and more movies that are going to come out that are going to be great. Um, you know, I don't know what kind of actor really to compare him to as yet, but I, I just I think seasoned is a good way to put it, and I just feel like we're going to see him in a lot of different movies and. Um, and he just has an exciting career, yeah. so he's uh, he's my actor of the year. Nice. Uh, well, so so piggybacking off of actor of the year, we're gonna jump into actress of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of again, we kind of said like we didn't want to separate the two, but also it's kind of hard not to just because female, sorry, lady actresses, they they really just kind of ha- held their own this year mm-hmm. as they usually do. Um, so I, for me, I, I really couldn't just pick like one actor of the year this mm-hmm. this for their profession. So uh, for me, who you got? Wanda, 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 Are Elizabeth Olsen, bro. Jumping on the hype. Look, man, Elizabeth Olsen, she's crazy. Her range, nuts. Um, but overall, again, she didn't even have to do multiple movies <laughs> because her show caused her to be multiple different she, people, and she pulled she, it off. Acted so well in WandaVision that it's just been implanted in my brain for what's next, mm-hmm. right? From her being the I Love Lucy type mm-hmm. to her being the Malcolm in the Middle type mm-hmm. to her just being this mom figure while she's technically not even a mom, um, all while being the her becoming the Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, short and sweet, Elizabeth Olsen is just I feel it, you know, I feel it, actress of the year, in my opinion. All right. Nice. Scott Walker. Nice. Well, <clears throat> my actor, actress of the year was almost my actor of the year until we decided to split the the roles. But the reason I went with Tom Holland is because he generally plays mm-hmm. main characters. Mm-hmm. As this actor, well, she's still really good, Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal actor. She just hasn't broken onto that. Um, main character role, but she has played in in more movies than Tom Holland has this year. She has. Um, I have the list of it right here. Oh damn! She was uh, recently in No Way Home, obviously mm-hmm. in Dune, mm-hmm. in Space Jam: New Legacy, mm-hmm. and Malcolm. Oh, and Marie. she was Lola. Mm-hmm. I forgot. So uh, I I just think that's an amazing feat, um, and especially as a couple, you know, that's a power couple for sure. Like, yeah, with- they're really just like. It's funny because in public, real, it's they're, like they're not real very like recognized. Real, yeah. like, you just they know what they are. You know, mm-hmm. they know they're valuable. They obviously they see other things in each other as well. But um, again, going back, like these two actors can be 
like actors of the next decade. I would love to sure. see a Mr. and Mrs. So Smith esque movie with them. You Mister know? hmm? a Mr. and Mrs. Smith esque movie with Yeah, yeah and, and obviously cool. even if they're not together in long term, mm-hmm. they still are really good actors. Um can't see I can't wait to see what if they you know, they say Spider Man four is in uh, development and we'll see if um Michelle Jones Watson is gonna be in it or Jones, she doesn't go by Watson. Um, and we'll see if she actually eventually breaks onto the scene with the main uh role um because the only main role i think she has is um this hbo show that she's euphoria euphoria Euphoria. Mm -hmm. that's the only main role that she has and it's really good like that's when i first started peeping who's in data i know man she she really carried the marketing for dune and she was in it for like 12 minutes that's what I'm saying. Like she yeah. carried all that money. But yeah, they, they used her. I'm yeah. excited to see what was gonna happen with Dune and her. You know, obviously yeah. they're and creating the, and the, the next sequels one. and and the sequels coming up. I feel yeah. like. and um and and just more movies like Malcolm and Marie, like indie movies. Like I, I want to see something like that as well. So really cool. Um, obviously we're not gonna get into the Space Jam, but no, we don't. <laughs> we don't need that ever. <laughs> Ever. Uh, she's doing well for herself, and uh, that, I think that's enough for actress of the year. All right, my Mike, your your pick, bro. Yeah, my pick is uh, the the lovely, the queen, she's incomparable, so uh, Viola Davis. I would is, love to. I would love to have actress of the year. Just pick her brain. She's fantastic. I just I feel like that she, you know, ever like she's always been great. She's always been in these movies just doing so well but she always got like supporting actress of the uh you know at the oscars right. or the academy mm-hmm. or different things like that and i think that she can hold a movie on her own yeah. um as we've seen you know uh she was definitely the highlight and irreplaceable as amanda waller in the suicide squad yeah and um her uh her role in unforgivable which mm-hmm. is a new movie that uh, has Sandra Bullock. She she does well in as uh, also, and I think ever since Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, um, she I think that was the role where people were like, oh, okay, oh. Viola Davis is really about yeah. this, and it shouldn't have taken that long. Yeah, for but, me it was uh, the I'm, help, and the help was you know, what twenty twelve, something like that. It was it was it was earlier, but you know I just I appreciate her, and I think that she's just getting better and better with yeah. time, um, and like wine. Yes, she's yeah, you know, and um, you know, I'm just very grateful to have just such a strong, powerful black woman who is just an incredible actor, um, who can act opposite anybody and not get upstaged, you know, in any sort of way, and could lead lead her own film. Um, so Viola Davis is my uh, actress of the year. This flicky's for you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, y'all. Last category. Yeah. Um, Let's kind of just jump right into it. This is movie of the year. Movie this of is our all, year. Out of all the streaming some, sites, out of some all the round of applause, yeah. some, some stuff. This out of is, all this the big. all the time and money we spent watching different films and going to the theater at night and during the day, it kind of comes down to to this to this movie on their own personal levels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Skywalker, go ahead and start off because I yeah I know you were really excited about your yeah pick. no for sure and uh double seven no time to die like mm. this movie it's a good pick daniel craig final final leg of double o seven you know really acted his ass off still does his own stunts and t- as old as he was, you know I think a few times in the double seven movies he's done he they had to get set back because of injuries, so 
the fact that he's still putting his body through that just for one final hoorah and you know the way it was set up it wasn't like the other bond movies where he's just like super like all right i'm the guy like yeah you, you come to me when you need something or like you 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 hope you don't run into me i'm the boogeyman type thing and this one was just totally flipped upside down he was not that <clears throat> um when they needed a 007's help it wasn't the james bond 007 it was somebody totally different right so you know this movie just from the music this was almost score of the year for me as well um i think it was Hans zimmer yeah. Who, who did the score um that was good the way it was shot the acting the story the actors uh down to <clears throat> what's the Rami malik was in it mm-hmm. um uh jeffrey wright was in it uh he was in all of them and he played a great felix. role yeah he felix uh rest in peace and yeah i mean just just all around this movie was just super exciting super grandiose um goes kind of goes back to um just that feeling of what Christopher Nolan and and them kind of bring you that grandiose epic vibes and, yeah you know you just can't get enough of it I just wish we would get more Daniel Craig but I know he he wants to do more in his life and we're gonna get a new 007 and the thing that I like about the new 007 we're gonna get is that they're actually building off the Daniel Craig universe nice so he'll be canon to the next 007, um, which is really cool. is isn't something that we've never gotten in 007. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. can't wait for that. Cool. Yeah. Ooh. No time. All done. right. Um, I gave no other movie above a nine this year except for this movie. Yeah. Thinking back okay. to all of our podcasts, mm-hmm. all the episodes and things we watched. Um, aside from Matrix, I'm not sure how I feel yet because it hasn't released as of yet. Yeah. Some, um, of the, I'm some sure movies uh, – I- we, you know, we couldn't wait on some shows. Yeah. We so, Matrix is not going to win movie of the year, so it's okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> could have won a surprise. Hey man, I was just trying to support yeah. my boy Keanu. I love him too much. Um, Spider Man No Way Home. Just Solid pick. again, again, just the theories and just the overall engagement I had yeah. ready yeah, for you, this movie. I feel like out of all of us, you were the most invested. <laughs> You're damn right. You were ready to get spoiled before the movie came out. Was, yeah, it was crazy. Look, guys, you were like the shield Sky, for us. Me and Skywalker like, had I'll the endless, had the endless theory. Yeah, <laughs> me and Skywalker had the he endless threw his body theory. on the line for us. <laughs> me and Skywalker yeah. had the endless theory battles, and Skywalker yeah. with the whole. Expect hey, disappointment. Man, you, Don't get disappointed. You did. You did not think Charlie Cox was going to be. In this I didn't. Movie. Out of everybody, you thought everybody else was going to be in it except for Charlie Cox. And I was like, "How? Well, he's the most plausible." But yeah, it happened. It happened, and we had fun watching. Too, yeah. So. so overall, Spider-Man: No Way Home. I, yeah. Excuse me. Just to your point, I think it's the only movie that I saw twice in theaters this year. Um, oh, that's a good point. So. Yes. You're, yeah, that's a really good point. I don't think there was anything I else didn't that do that I either. went back to, to watch it I again. I want to see so. it again, but I will hold off just a little bit. No, take that back. I saw Shang-Chi twice. Oh, really? Okay, I only saw yeah, that I one did. once. I, did. I saw it once as well. Um, But not really because like I wanted to, mm-hmm. like where it was like I need to go see it again. It was right. kind yeah, of like... Yeah, it wasn't one of those. Oh, well, like I'm down to go see it again. It was one of those, but mm-hmm. like No Way Home, I was like, I need to go see it again. Yeah, you it's know? a must. Yeah. Um. Cool, cool. I think that those, those, both of those were great and great experiences watching, watching movie in the you theaters. You changed this one too? Um, no, man. No, that was, was the original one? one that I picked. Was oh. it really? Yes. 
I don't like your pick, man, but I want to hear why. <laughs> why? I love this pick. Cause yeah. Because it's just so tough. Shaw will. What are you talking about? Okay, so my my pick and the movie of the year for me was Malcolm and Marie. Um, and this is a Netflix film that uh, that came out, uh, and it is starring um, John David Washington and Zendaya. And um, I love this film because of how uh, unlikely it was. Like how it was a film that was shot in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. It was shot yeah. in 12 days. It had one location, two actors. It just doesn't make sense. But the story and how these actors wove, in, wove through their emotions and how it built and how it was filmed and the shots that they had in black and white, it was just cinema at its greatest, yeah. in my opinion. Um, I just thought that that it was such a, a they chance. They really went bare bones for that movie. Yeah, it was just uh, such a chance that um, Sam Levinson took, who's the director. Um, you know, just believing in John David Washington and Zendaya, who are arguably two of the the most um, highly sought after up and coming black actors, um, and just putting them to to go against each other in multiple dialogues and monologues and um it was just theater we were just watching theater on on its own in the middle of a pandemic that they dedicated 12 days to intensely do and i appreciate that you know i think that that deserves um recognition as a movie it's not this overly you know these huge budgets it's not all this uh, the budget was like uh like 2.2.5 million um, to do it, you know, that, that which probably came out of everybody's pocket, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. kind of put together. And um, I just appreciate uh, them doing that. You know, it was it was clearly a movie from passion, not from trying to, like, get something from it. Yeah. Not and, trying to be. Yeah. I know. What you, you know, and I, I just appreciate them like it was almost like them just kind of flexing their own acting abilities and um, I thought it was great. It was a very enjoyable watch. Yes, it was, you know, the content of the movie was pretty toxic, just to your point, Sincere. You know, relationships mm-hmm. um, can get like that sometimes. And um, I just thought it was, I just thought it was really cool. Like it, it, it caused emotion inside me, right. which I think is something that every movie should do, um, aside from it being entertaining. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, in, in, in encompassing, all of what a movie is, um, Malcolm and Marie get my flicky for this year. All right, y'all. Well, that's that's our last category. Though that wraps up our flickies. Yeah, give last, them a round of applause, man. Not only the last category, but this is the last episode of the year. Yes. So I, episode sixty-two. Regular episode, um, at least. Once again, y'all, we um, we have seen tons of growth on this podcast. Um, speaking for myself, I'm sure each of my co-stars are going to go through their own. But uh, me personally, I just want to thank you guys for sticking with us, uh, growth and sharing and spending time with us and going to the theater with us and um, just genuinely just engaging with us. Yeah. You know, naturally, we don't really put money behind promotion. We we just love tag teaming with our community and and just including ourselves wherever we can. Uh, we're still in a pandemic, but you guys have just shown us that you're going to support us pandemic or not. So we thank you. And um, yeah. You know, I have a sound flick. My name is A Sincere. Thank y'all, my co-stars. 
Oh, we appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you for rocking with us. And if you want to start a podcast yourself, you can reach out to ProductiveCulture.com backslash podcast in order to start your own and tell them that the SoundFlick boys sent you. Price going up in 2022, boys. Yeah. If you guys support us. Amen. <laughs> we love you all. Peace. Peace. Good night.